0: 11 o'clock comics episode 200 second and 50 second now. <laughs> i'm going with it i don't care oh david God. do it
1: you know it I'll season we're seasoned out like a pork chop. I mean, that's not, that's oh, sounds good, dude. My effing wife today, they love her to death. Man, I'm like, hey, it's, it's episode 250. It's Oscar. She's looking at me like it, it was a look as it, I can't. I mean, I wish I could have videotaped it because it's 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 it's, it's equivalent to a look of like someone that you have absolutely not even a shred of, of, of disdain, like, like you're so ambivalent to what's occurring that you like almost can't even feign any interest one way or the other, I'm like, alright, she's like, sweetie, you know I love you to death. you know I'm so supportive of your things, she's like, but we've been together a long time, you know I'm not into
2: the comic fan,
1: I'm like, I know, I'm like, but it's five years, this episode's 50,
3: it's like, and that's great
1: for you, and I'm so happy you're going to have a good time doing it.
3: Wow. <laughs> oh, it hurts. cuts cut me to the quick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's like being married
1: to <laughs> I know. This is why I was telling her. I think all of our wives would get along.
3: Oh, yeah. 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 Eventually, we're going to have to do the all wives. Vince, thing,
1: does, so. does your wife have any remote interest in any of this stuff or no? Zero. So, like, but does she know we're doing, like, episode 250 or oh, something? <laughs> yeah. She's but I mean, aware. Does, like, is she like, oh, that's cool, or is she just like... Right.
0: It's on the periphery. She knows it exists. Yeah. It's like a car in the distance. There it is, but... <laughs> I can't really make it out.
1: What about your kids? Do they have any interest in what oh, we do?
0: loving it, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, see, my boys, the, the, the boys didn't used to care, but now they're all like, every week they're like, so are you famous? And I'm like, no. I'm like, it's not like that. I'm like, but, you know, I'm like, in our little geek world, not of course I'm like, we're well known. I'm yeah. like, but no, not famous like Justin Bieber. And they're
0: like, our, our one special guest that we may have with, on that you mentioned a while back, mm-hmm. I, I dropped that name in front of the kids, and every week is that person going to be on this week? I'm like, no, we, we still didn't work it out. You know, uh, I'm trying to think who, who is. Well, it is. Why can't, yeah.
1: Oh, did who? Who? Oh, well do that. It's not going to happen. We, that put the
4: request in and we got, we never got heard back.
0: No, I thought we did get it from who we didn't hear back.
4: No, we didn't. I've hear never heard it. It. <laughs> No, once one, when, when, when I, when he gave us the schedule and I told him about when we recorded and, 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 and any oh. options. I, I didn't hear back after that. Oh, okay. Wait, well, from who? Who? I didn't the, care. The creator the creator the regular, the regular show. show. He, he, went
1: he, all. He, oh. When the DVD box set was oh. coming out, they were doing, they sent David. Oh, never, yeah. this. okay. I would love to have okay. one at some point. That would be a dream. Shit, yeah. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> hey, everybody. So, hey. It's the big one. It's 11 o'clock comics it's episode. It's a big one.
4: There are more to come, but yes. As of right now, I'm
5: sorry.
0: No, that's all right. Eleven o'clock Seven, comics, episode two hundred and fifty, our too annual, funny. right, Perfect. our annual eleven o'clock where we and you pick our favorite stuff of the previous Stops. year. So, uh, and I'm Vince B.
3: Yes, you are, and uh, mm-hmm. and I'm Chris
0: Neesman.
4: You are. I'm David a little Price. too
0: mellow, Christopher. You I'll all are mellow. It. It's a big night. You all should be.
4: Well, we're saving it. We're saving it for when we you know we have to get into. And I picked.
0: Oh, yeah, you're gearing and up.
4: You right. are David Price, mm-hmm. and of course, um, Bailey Crystal.
3: I knew she's no. do it.
0: <laughs> Papa Peach. No, you're not Billy Crystal. You're Jason Wood, everybody. Uh This special episode has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at 35 to 75% off. Those are Wumba discounts for those of you who haven't been paying attention. And if you're a first time customer, you can enter the following code into the wonderfully manicured slot and get an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order david do your thing eoc8 eight. eoc8 eight. that's the number put it in well it's the alphanumeric number three put is it is a magic number put it in there and you'll get an extra eight percent off go to their website now if you're not familiar if you are make another order dcbservice.com where you can probably get everything we're going to talk about tonight pretty much everything
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
3: or their sister their sister site in stock trading that's right
0: is it sister or brother uh, it's I, more like, I think of it traits as a sister,
3: Okay. cousin sight, kissing cousin sight. Yeah. Cousins cousin. with benefits.
0: That's the best. Mm.
2: He's <laughs> looking <laughs> like a true Sicilian. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah>. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's, hit
3: drink. Let's, hit, let's hit this. Let's hit this drink roll call real quick because I know that we have a ton of stuff, and this is usually like an eighteen-hour episode. So um, I'm actually going to lead off. Wow! Uh, this week, this this How is my eleven for? o'clock. I'm gonna lead off. Uh, this is my eleven o'clock Oscar for uh, for my my favorite beer of the year. Okay. This is uh from uh, uh from Revolution Brewing. It is a huge porter fan, and this has been my favorite porter of the year. So there, it's delicious, and it's from Chicago, which means it's awesome and possibly um, shot. Long winded
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and right what? in it. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's how it kind of
3: uh
1: i am uh i got a couple things that i'm gonna be sipping on during the course of this marathon episode right now from six point brewery I am drinking Ooh. a sweet action which Ooh. is uh it's uh six point is a uh, another craft brewer of uh, getting a little bit of a sure. of 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 reputation. Sweet um, sweet actions one of their what they call their core which is you know that they make all the time all year round uh and it is very very um it's very hoppy uh it's 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 got um it's got a real bite to it and uh, it's almost perf- it's almost got like a perfumey aftertaste so i, I mean i i really like really crisp uh, like bitter beers like this but but you know it's definitely along that like it's pretty far along on that side of the spectrum um and it's a high alcohol content beer uh, and then over the course of the uh, of the ep- of the episode, I will be drinking some other Six Point Brewery uh, items, including Righteous Ale, Bengali Tiger, and Resin.
3: So um, stay tuned. Ah, uh, that's my-
0: wow, Christopher. I
3: was, was going to say you, you you should you should try the Bengali Tiger. It is so good. Oh yeah, it's, it's real good. Yeah, it's one of the restaurants that uh, that is in my backup plan for. Places for us to eat during C2E2. Uh, just did a, a tasting menu paired with six point beers. Nice. Which was awesome. So, yeah, yeah the Bengali Tiger, you're going to like it. It's good. David, how about you?
4: Uh, I am having some premium bourbon whiskey by Courtney Woods and probably some Makers 46 since it's a special occasion. <laughs>
0: yeah. David's slowly right. tiptoeing into the hard stuff.
4: He is. Did you notice that? I, up I have with that. Right? Cold wine in my house. Oh,
0: that's amazing.
4: Renee has a little bit left of her stuff, but I, I, I love it. You guys this. have separate wine. Why, love, why did you just drink hers? She, she likes the sweet reds and 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 the uh, and the whites, and she likes hers chilled. And I'm 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 more with the room temp reds. So. I'm with you, brother.
1: I don't. Wow. I haven't. I haven't had white wine in years. I can't take. I don't like. To me, it's like drinking cold wine just. Turns me right off. Yeah, and why gives oh. me
2: headache. Oh. <laughs> Listen to you okay. guys.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm there's there's an entire wine fridge. What you guys seen the, the our our wine fridge? I'm not allowed to take anything out of it. <laughs> it's, that's that's that's, Mar- that's Mar- If, if she- you're breaking up, hey, something
0: you're you're, you're, you're
3: breaking up something awful. By the way, just so you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know. yeah. We, it's been it's been like every third word since you. Yeah. So hopefully that they'll will be, be able persist. to make it
0: out, though. <laughs> oh, goodness maybe not. Me. Well, uh, I'm going to go, and uh, I'm drinking Yingling as usual. But I got something special for our buddy Tim the Tiki. I am going to open this bottle of Yingling traditional lager with a Scranton Wilkesbury Pens bottle opener, and nice. it's supposed to be a talking bottle opener. So let's see what happens. What I suggest you do, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is head to the
2: refrigerator, grab something cool to drink, perhaps even a snack. Nice. There
0: you go.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome.
0: <laughs> that it was uh, when we went to the um, hockey game. It was hat and bottle opener night. Mm. There you go. There you go. Did I tell you <laughs> I
3: I I curled against a team from Wilkes-Barre? Did you really? Yes, I did.
0: Were they her suit? What? <laughs>
1: Curling and bear would seem to me to go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, really. I'm done in the field, oh, Can We go curl now. So
3: now, Jason, I'm going to grind this show to halt oh, just for Jason. Not oh, with no, that no, microphone. Say,
0: you're you're right. going <laughs> to <gonna> grind himself <laughs> to a halt.
3: Yeah, I don't know, buddy.
1: I don't know what's you going know?
0: on. Don't Why don't you oh, hang no, up and I will I will call you back.
1: I think that would be great. Okay, let's yeah. Do that.
0: Let's do it, because this is special stuff here.
1: If that's going to be rough, if he's got to narrate his categories, it's going to be tough. Ah,
0: Here we go. I will reconnect with Mr. Neesman. Boy, this is live. You're getting a bird's eye view, people, of what we have to go through to bring this to you. That's right. Um, Here we go. And he's not answering. (laughs) <laughs>
1: he's probably rebooting and uh for those that are maybe perhaps listening to us for the very first time we're uh we're being a little um a little little
0: f- hang on buddy yeah. all right let's see how we got here now
3: yeah let's see how he does hi chris oh shit! Uh, sounds better better no. Hello. Really. Hi. hello what say what, what? no
1: yeah. Yes. So, well, maybe. Well, say yeah. more. Well, yeah, let's or, run with it. Let's run. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Don't don't say one-word answers. Why don't you actually say a sentence so we can? You
2: mm. guys are so <laughs>
1: mean to me. <laughs> no, yeah, right we're now. not trying to be mean. We don't want you. To, we don't want people to, to hear your your uh, your your sage-like uh, yeah. nominees. No, you your don't. Opinion. That's <laughs> 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 <It's laughs> a <gonna>, lie. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting one. <laughs>
0: it's true. Oh, <laughs> <Well, laughs> you know what? It's got to have something to do with the weather. I'm certain bad there? of it. It's getting there. It's getting there.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it's it's, it's I know it's windy in, in the in the Dapsters area, but
4: it will be. The the, the heaviest wind's supposed to start around uh midnight or so or after midnight. The rain it it's sprinkling a little bit and, and uh it's supposed to be apparently the peak of the storm is supposed to be between one and seven in nice. the
1: morning. So. so that's a hell of a peak.
4: All right, so yes. uh it was like six, laying on my back sixty five serious. Oh, it was in the 50s today. It was, but I mean, and and that's why we're getting hit with with this shitty, weird shit because we got a cold front coming in and and it was hot today. And yeah, so it's good times. But you know, no climate change and shit like that. Yeah. No. no. The the Earth's only 2,000 years old and shit. So we're good.
0: 2,000 years in in light of the universe is nothing. It's Jesus or a dinosaur. I feel like I had technical difficulties last 11 o'clock years. Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. Yeah. So let's test the waters. Let's ro- launch into our first category.
1: Yeah, so well, for, so people, that it's we have 27 categories, uh, which uh, cover a gamut of, of, of things, basically our favorites. And we also solicited input from our fantastic community. And I am proud to say that in spite of my putting up the thread a couple months later than usual, we did have, uh, yet again, I think for the third year in a row, a record number of votes and uh, so, kudos to the community for that. And uh, yeah, let's—we're uh, gonna just jump right in because in years past, I think we've done this over a two-week span. And we're gonna try and bang it out in in one episode tonight. So, in honor of our five-year, two hundred fiftieth anniversary episode, so let's do it. Well, wow. cool. I think C- Chris is gonna start us off. That's true.
3: Uh, um, just at the top. Uh, yeah. Do, do you did you look at the
1: spreadsheet, buddy? I set you up with that presentation order sheet.
0: It's no, a tab on the bottom, better. which always no. throws me. Oh. I get yelled at at oh, work gosh. so much because when they say, "Just you look at the spreadsheet? And I say, yeah, I looked at the spreadsheet. The there's nothing there. No. And they're yeah. like, dude, there's pages to the spreadsheet. It's like, ah, what do I know? Pages? Uh, yes, yeah, see on the bottom when you pages, click on presentation uh, order?
1: Yes, it's, there's a page called presentation order. It's got
3: who's talking, okay, the, cat- the Presentation order. I got right. it. I was going to lead off with comic of the year. No,
1: nope.
3: no, Nope. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh biggest new- news of the year.
0: Yes, biggest new right. news of the year.
3: Drum Envelope, please. Um. So, so I, so I go with me first, right? And then you yes. guys. That's okay. correct. Yes, sir. Why do you Why do you have me go for first, dude? It, it's It's awesome. just it's that's. It. We can discuss that later. It's not important.
0: <laughs> I think it goes All in right. terms of All most right. weight loss goes big, first.
4: Big, oh shit.
3: Biggest news of the year, um, August of the year I'm going to be very selfish and one of my great friends because it's very, very rarely uh, in this whole comic book silliness that we get news of people that we're really close to that is actually industry news. And so my biggest news of the year, and I think will be really big news, is Ron. Taking the uh, the director of business development job at Image, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled about it. and uh, and it's it's biggest news of the year.
0: Cool. So there. I'm I'm glad uh-huh. you picked that uh-huh. because I was so, I was struggling yeah. with that. Now that that's covered, I don't feel so bad for mine.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's, I think comes- Here's an
0: idea. While uh, we are know going-
3: there's, you know, there's a-
0: while we're going through our um, answers, why don't you reboot? And then we'll get you back again because you're still all. You can't hear you, buddy. Yeah.
2: Son of a bitch.
4: We heard yeah. like
0: ever
1: the word, but we we gathered it from your yeah.
4: But it was funny because you got Ron getting taking the job at okay.
0: It, we got all of that and
4: yeah. then
1: once yeah. you're we just, we
0: just don't know. want you to for not. You know it's gonna mean? be a, yeah.
1: In this episode, it's gonna be rough if you can't if you're going to not right. you,
0: you need you to go solve. reboot and I will grab you. Oh, and he's gone. Okay, so, next. Uh,
4: my biggest news of the year is uh was the news of Disney acquiring Lucasfilm because it's, it's not something I expected. It makes perfect sense. And I I just really, really was hoping that as fun as the clone wars is that the, the the prequels episodes one, two and three were not the last of the live action movies of, of, of a franchise of, of a series that, that I enjoyed when I was so much younger. And, and I, I just, I'm hopeful now and 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 hopefully it will not suck I, I don't even want to say as much or it, it just i don't want it to suck I want to be able to think about Star Wars again and be like that is so cool and and those first three episodes made it so hard for me to say that was so cool yeah that's a really good one
1: um i uh i i went i tried to Because I saw that you went with that, I decided to go with something a little different, which I'm I'm labeling the uh, Ascendance of Digital, and I just mean that you know digital comics have been out there for a few years, but I really feel like 2012 is when it hit hit sort of the asymptote of growth. Um, You know, comicsology I think has emerged as the platform for the publishers. Um, You know, we've seen if you layer in you know the the Marvel digital codes, which seem to be being well received, and uh, you know and and, and you, you companies like Monkey Brain that have launched and found pretty much immediate success doing purely digital and you 've got you know guys like Mark Wade and Greg Rucca doing you know digital web comics now as a major effort um, I, I just feel like we're we 're at that point now where the industry is no longer worried that digital is going to kill the comic shop um, because of that the publishers now are being more aggressive on the digital front because they don 't have to kowtow to the LCS is being concerned and I just think it's going to be you know over the next three to five years digital is going to become a uh, just a bigger and bigger piece of the pie and this is the year that we can say uh, it sort of became ubiquitous so that, that's that's my big news of the year
0: yeah my biggest news is that in le- at least in 2012 and it's continuing into this year licensed comics don't suck That's a good one. Yes. It's always been the rule uh, from way back when I started buying comics that if it was a licensed comic, it was a slapdash effort uh, just just to fulfill a contract to get some money in the coffers. That kind of started to change with ROM and Micronauts. And uh, those are the two standouts from back then, anyway. And then as it proceeded, you did have your crap like Animax and Sectars wasn't all that great, and it keeps going. <laughs> but the past. Don't forget couple- GI Joe, bro, and Transformers. Uh, right, right. Well, yeah, GI Joe and Transformers were were of a certain quality, but um. Whoa. Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but recently, uh, as in the past year, two years, three years, licensed comics have become exceptionally good yeah you're right and and it it just pleases me you that, are right that they are uh dumping effort and creativity and enthusiasm. boom and idw Enthi- and, yes and, yeah. yes but i um, mean you're going to hear a lot more at least from me uh licensed comics as we go on sure. and i'm going to get mr neesman right now okay and he's here hello good Ooh, it sound sounds better much already. better
3: yeah all right so what do we uh, do we well do we want to go back to the beginning or are you
0: guys no no we're fine. okay we Once got in you. all baby okay so
3: and then just in terms of our our
1: um the uh the community uh we had the, the runners up for the category were uh five percent of the vote went to the launch of marvel now um slightly edging that out and number two runner-up was uh was was in a, in a sad one uh the passing of joe Kubert, which uh you know is definitely a bummer um the runner-up with 14% of the vote was Karen Berger leaving Vertigo, which I agree is uh, certainly, if, on a symbolic level, big news. Uh, and with a whopping 46% of the vote, uh, the audience agreed with with the DAP. Uh, Disney acquiring Lucasfilm was the big news of the year. So, um, how,
3: is Disney, how is Disney acquiring Lucasfilm comic book news?
2: Uh, biggest
1: news of the year. Yeah, it's biggest news of the year. It's definitely entertainment. Yeah, it's and, a
3: comic book show.
4: Right. I mean there's never there are been any Star Wars Disney or Star, tons Wars of Star Wars comics. I mean it's <laughs> big news that, it's big news the Dark Horse. Pretty sure I have an Uncle Scrooge collection right here somewhere. You do? So, I mean the, the the fact
1: that over fifty t- people voted for it, I think is a testament to the fact that it wasn't that it was irrelevant. <laughs> you but, advocate. Yeah, yeah. L- L- All I you had to say was that Disney
3: owns Marvel bitches. It's
1: true. Oh, and uh and and last year's vote, because it's interesting to see, is uh the new fifty two. It's funny yeah. that uh As we go through the rest of the categories, it's interesting that the New 52 was last year's biggest news, 85% of the vote. And as you'll see, uh, let's just say that the luster's worn off.
0: That's because it's (laughs) the New 50 poo now.
1: Oh,
0: (laughs) that. (laughs) Snappity.
1: All right. So, David, you're up, brother.
4: My turn. Uh, I will go with favorite comic-related non-comic item. And I was struggling with this up until tonight because just – Reflex, just, just, my knee jerk reaction was Marvel's The Avengers, but I'm not going with that because it, it is going to be recognized on this list, but I'm going with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon because it, it, it is one show that it, it's just, it's straight up fun. It, it's a good time. It's a show that, it, it's something that Renee and I, we, we both enjoy and we can't miss. If, if, if a weekend goes by and, she finds out there was a TMNT episode that we didn't get to see she will stop everything to and and we'll not go to bed until we do watch it it's it's funny it's <laughs> well written the characters are fantastic i love the animation it is just it is a really really good time
0: it's tight
4: it is tight yeah, tight, and right. tight
1: well well said sir um well i i guess i went with the more conventional pick and i did pick the avengers film um you know, look. It uh, it's uh, say what you will about you know Marvel and the formula they have going, but you know, as a kid who's a self-professed Marvel zombie who grew up reading these characters and who considers the Avengers you know one of my two favorite comic series of all time, I never thought I would see the day where we would see all of those characters on screen at the same time, much less in a movie that was you know by and large entertaining from start to finish. So. Um, you know, that is a movie I could see myself watching, you know, a hundred times over over my lifetime. So that, that was definitely the big news for me this year in terms of hmm. non comic items.
0: Cool. My turn, yes? <laughs> well, um Even though the villain's voice was very uncharacteristic, (laughs) given his massive proportions, uh, I I had to go with The Dark Knight Rises. That's awesome. I thought it was a great movie, not as good as the previous entry in the series, but a great movie nonetheless. And um, in uh, mulling it over, I, I I was going to go with Avengers. It was on the list, but... Pound for pound, I think uh, Dark Knight Rises is the far better movie, and uh, so that's why I went with it.
3: That was the but, end. but I think it, was the did. End. it was the end of a trilogy and not the beginning of one. As yeah,
0: well. they did kneecap themselves by making their big bad uh, masking you know two thirds of his face. You can't really emote with a mask over your face. Uh, but it did work out well because they oh, were yeah. able Tell to change the big
3: Van Vader, dude.
0: <laughs> but they—they—that's because
3: tell tell that to Hugo Weaving in *V for Vendetta*. So i, I but, counter that.
0: But statement. that's because um, it, it was very fortuitous, so they can go back in and change the voice without having to do a lot of reshoots. So yeah, I, I really like the movie a lot. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm with
3: you on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, we all got a a pretty cool uh Christmas present from from Mr. Mr. Price, and it was *Marvel: The Untold Story*. Yeah, and I think it, and I'm 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 not all the way done with it, but I wanted to to take the this is you know one of the one of the categories it fits into, and what's interesting about the book, which is is a great behind the scenes story of of Marvel, and it really is Marvel the Untold Story, is is hearing about different creators out there that are reading it and for the first time in their careers, kind of understanding about how the Business worked, and where you know where things came from. So uh, that is getting my nod this year as being something that I think will will stand the test of time, and people will reference years from now. Nice, awesome. So thank so, you, thank you, David.
1: Yeah, definitely, oh, I agree. I'm about halfway through. It's it's awesome. Um, so the uh, the listeners uh, runners up Judge Dredd movie, which uh, we are all big fans of. Was uh, oh, walk- I
2: saw it. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: the The Walking Dead video game, which I am not, uh, I have not played, but I, seemingly those who are video gamers have said it's pretty cool. Yeah, I played uh,
0: the first chapter.
1: Okay, did you like it?
0: Yeah, it's all right.
1: Okay, okay. Well, the uh, the listeners disagree with you, uh,
0: as usual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The
1: runner up, though, they agreed with you. The runner up, they picked uh, Dark Knight Rises, the film. Cool. And the, uh, the winner uh, among the listeners with 34% of the vote was the Avengers movie. There we go. So, uh, second year in a row that a Marvel movie took the uh, top spot. The Captain America film was the top vote-getter last year. I so. still
4: haven't seen I need to fix that. That's
1: cray-cray, yo. It is, dude. Okay, so uh, moving on to our third category, I'm up, and it is uh, Favorite Character or Set of Characters. Uh, and you know, this is a, this is a broad one. Um, you can go with a lot of different directions. I opted to go with the cast of Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force. Um, and, you know, that's an easy one, as you guys know from me, knowing me as you do, which is to say that, you know, this was a book that for most of its run featured uh, every one of my favorite Marvel characters. Well, all except for I guess Black Panther wasn't it, but uh, Wolverine, Deadpool, Phantom X, Domino, uh, among others. And so, uh, you know, the fact that they were all in the same book um, was awesome in and of itself. And the fact that it was funny and action-packed and well-written made it all the better. So, um, and, and it, frankly, that's it's the group's kind of been mixed up and reshuffled for the Marvel now reboot. So, um, you know, this is probably the only year that I'll get to really see this group in action. So, um, that was my, my, my winner, the X-Force cast.
0: Cool. My choice. And it was the winner by a long, long, long stretch. Nothing even came close to this book in, uh, 2012 for me. It was published by boom. It is written by Mr. Daryl Gregory. It is the planet of the apes ongoing it wasn't ongoing unfortunately now it's been canceled um he has created a cast of magnificent characters we went into this when we talked about it in short Nyx, the albino gorilla you have Alaya, the lawgiver's natural born granddaughter sully a human who was adopted by the lawgiver um has a mute son that's taken away from her named julian these characters are awesome it's a fantastic book I'm a little torqued that it's going away but better to have it than never to have had it at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I
3: think th- I, th- I think they I think they told a good story. I'm still waiting for the last trade. I mean it, but it's a it's a really good story. So I'm yeah. I'm okay with well, that that universe is always going to be there. And there's still and this is a stories great little, in little
0: chapter in in, in one mm-hmm. fell swoop Daryl Gregory <laughs> has transformed every planet of the Apes story including the movies in his wake boom that's some that's that's strong that's strength right there it's a great book and i i really couldn't choose anything else it it made a huge impact and impression on me uh in 2012 it's really 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 good great book yeah great
3: wait am i up? oh is it me
0: i would say it's uh david right nope nope it's chris got a yeah, nice spreadsheet no, i didn't do it <laughs> uh, <laughs> got a nice yeah. damn sp- with a square around it, too. it. so many rows
3: <laughs> so many so many rows so many columns um this is a really hard one for me this year um i had had a group picked out and then i went and looked at the copyright date and it was from two years ago so i don't <laughs> know if I, I, I could pick it so um th- my favorite cast of characters this year is you guys
0: Oh, stop. look at you, suck is
3: you soft You. Softy, you. <laughs> <Aww>.
4: <laughs> that that
2: oh.
0: you're Where's awesome. My... He is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite though
4: among oh, the cast?
0: Yeah, let's get there.
3: So, Vince. I think. I got to ruin we grew, it. We grew together this year. I, I really, I really feel like we found some. We, we had our our, our, our our airing of grievances, and since then, I, I think
2: oh, behind we, the scenes. We, we, oh, look at you taking
3: behind the scenes. The I know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> probably the
1: most uncomfortable mo- moment for David and I in our five years together. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Though. All well,
0: all you good know together. when you get two really strong personalities, you know what I mean.
4: Personalities. box chocolate. I do think uh, I do think that is a better pick than what Chris actually put on the spreadsheet. So I agree. <laughs> I would like That's the next episode. Did so, you okay. What um, you got, Dad? I got. I, you know, it it almost pretty much was a a no brainer for me after just saying who is my favorite of it is Aram. It is uh, he he sounds as as real he sounds real as real as someone an an immortal comic book character could sound and and he is he is the the brawling burly half of Archer and Armstrong and it is I mean the comic itself is just a blast. He he really does. He's a composite of, of different people I know, different people I've 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 read or, or have seen over the years and it's it just it works. It it absolutely works and, and um I am and, and and between the art and Valenti's words, it just whenever I see him in the panel, whenever I see him on the page, I am just I am there. He he has become in the few short months we've had Archer and Armstrong comic books from The New Valiant, he has he has been Every every issue, my my favorite character,
0: and it feels like going home, doesn't it?
4: It, it a little bit. It, there's yeah. there's some it but there's definitely some of that some of that, and and that's that's probably you know pulling at my heartstrings also. But nothing I nothing
0: mean, wrong with making your audience comfortable. Absolutely, yeah. And then no you doubt. pull the rug out from under him, and you kill him off.
1: Now next, now, uh, well, oh we, no, we,
0: we got to wrap it up. Right, go bro, ahead. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. So, I forgot.
1: An eclectic mix. Uh, a little surprised actually by the the, the the choices in this category from our listeners, uh, just because they're usually a little more avant garde than this. But uh, runners up: X the cast of the X Men, uh, Batman, which again, not surprising, but uh, a tie for the runner up, which was the cast of Saga and the cast of Wolverine and the X Men. Hmm. Uh, and uh, or I'm sorry, that was the winner. I'm looking at I'm looking at my own spreadsheet wrong, folks. The winner was a tie between the cast of Saga and the cast of Wolverine and the X-Men. So, yeah, I mean, um, I think we'll have more to say, certainly, about uh, both of those books as we go on. So um, we'll just leave
0: it at that. You're up, Vince. Cool. Next up, we have the favorite new to me, which is something we have read for the first time in 2012. Uh, As you all know, uh, I read a lot of stuff, right? So I couldn't really grasp something out of thin air i had to really sit my ass down and think what the hell did i read this year that was new to me whether for the first time but i remembered uh and it has to do with uh images glory comic i i really liked ross campbell's work on that Mm -hmm. so i went out and sought his uh sought out his other works and i kept um seeing wet moon mentioned Oh, nice. I, I I took a, I took a stab at it, right? Um it, it it was a bit um rough at first because it it's um it plays out like a gothic version of uh Jaime Hernandez's uh Locus stories. Uh the the cast is ma- the majority of the cast is female and like college age female and they all have multiple piercings and um typical college age girl concerns like boys and and their social lives and all that stuff but uh from the thing that carried me through the book uh over the rough spots anyway was uh, ross campbell's art the, the i think the guy's a fantastic artist and the more i read the more i wanted to know about this cleo love drop she's a little bit chunky so that's yeah. You know mm. what I mean? Uh and and it's it's just wonderful stuff. I don't know if I could recommend it to everyone. I mean if um if you like the, the drama and, and the uh the teen concerns and, and, and stuff like that. There's a freaky element to it too. There's this one girl named named, named Fern that has piercings like all over. She's got like all sho- over. shoelace piercings all the way up her back. Like it looks Ooh. like someone strung her back like a shoelace. She's hot. bald. She's bald. That's not and, hot. and she's all shaved, wow. and she got the nipples pierced like everybody's pierced. You're going from hot to not hot. It's like hot. I know. Hot I'm sorry. Hot, hot. I I liked it a lot, but it was it was like looking into a um a universe of strange beings that that I I really can't relate to, and then trying to 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 reduce that distance between them and me, and and wrap my head around their concerns. It was cool. I enjoyed it. So yeah, Ross Campbell's Wet Moon for me. It was good.
2: Nice. Oh, boy. Yeah.
3: Christopher,
0: Cool.
3: can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes. yes. Am I cracking? Am I? Am I cracking up? No. You're, you're fine, my you're, brother.
0: Now you're playing me.
3: Okay. Okay. I know. It's I. I'd heard the sound quality change. So I figured it was all messed up. Uh, this. It, this is probably the hardest category to. Um, I'm. I'm kind of with Vince on that one because they're so. I mean, you're okay. The history of comics that you have just decided to to tap into in the last year, and you know, I. have fell in love with the the silver age doom patrol this year uh some of the the old uh Qbert comics like the the tarzan stuff that i had never read before which i'm sure that that's going to come up in conversation later uh tonight uh his sergeant rock stuff huh. there's there's so much awesome stuff out there that we all pick up and read that is you know new to us. But this one is is a shout out to uh, to Jason and something that that he found that, what, uh, what? that that I got turned on to. And I believe this was a gift from Gobo uh over over Christmas and something that I'd been wanting to read for a long time because he's one of my favorite artists and that is uh, uh Eduardo Rizzo and Carlos Trillo's Vampire Boy.
2: Nice. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's a, it's just absolutely gorgeous, perfect black and white Eduardo Rizzo art. And this, this, you know, creepy, gothic, uh, vampire, you know, crime, uh, infused, you know, vampire boy story. And, you know, mm-hmm. Jason has, has, uh, talked about it at length. And I absolutely fell in love with this book. And, and it's, it, it just, continues to to show me what a an absolute modern master eduardo rizzo is so nice. so thank you jason thank you gobo and that's that is my pick for uh for best new to me this excellent year. it's uh and it's uh, available throughout through it's been reprinted and is available through dark horse
4: sweet mm-hmm. well i uh mine is also kind of uh warms my heart it well yeah it Just, should because it it like like Chris, it, it's one of those things where other people have talked about it. I mean, my my boys love this book, and and it was something I was going to read eventually. Never had, you know, it was never on a timetable. So okay, this is the month I'm gonna. But my my favorite new to me of the year is Fear Agent by Rick Remender, nice. Tony Moore, Jerome Pena, and company. And and it is just, it's it's one of those. Th- I mean, I've, I'm a big Remender fan to begin with. This this just. The expectations were high, just because of everything you guys have said about it, and and it it, it's very hard for me to. It was very hard for me to read it, and and I know we haven't gone into it because the library editions are coming out. We'll probably all jam on it soon, but um, even as I'm reading it, I'm like, okay, well, I could maybe nitpick on this, or I could, you know, and, and the only thing I could come up with is that. The chapters are too short, or, or because we had the tales of the fear agent, you know, I'm not getting enough of the main story, which was absolutely fine because there's only so much of, of Rick's wife I can take, or, or, I'm sorry, of Pete's wife I could take, and, and, and some of the other characters. So it's, it's one wow. of those things where, well, no, definitely, yeah. I don't, and that's probably Rick Grimes, but there's, there's just, um, when, when we get to the backups and, you know, those eight pages or so they're not a bad one in the batch with 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 the many artists that that worked on it but um it's just it's it's seeing Heath doing what he does and and that was nice to see the him being a fear agent for real instead of him having to go through all the crap in his daily life that was taking up the main story but it was it is just a it's it's a great story i mean those the those 32 30 plus issues are just it's a roller coaster and and it's uh you you feel bad you're happy you 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 kind of don't know who you're more pissed off at as as the issues go on mm-hmm. but it is just it, it it is a really good time and if it not even going into the whole hearkening back to to a certain era in comics or or sci fi and easy it's just it's a great story well done and I am so glad to have finally read it this year. Awesome. awesome.
1: Great. Um, for me, uh, you know, this sometimes I agree because we do all read a lot of stuff. Uh, we're not we're not beholden to the reading what comes out each week type of thing. So this is a category where we do end up, I think, I, I don't know that we've ever audited this, but I guess that probably, you know, up to maybe half of the stuff we all read each year is stuff that came out in prior years, if not a long time ago. Um so yeah, this is always a tough one. But for me this year, I think of all the years we've done the awards, this was the easiest. Um and it came to my mind right away. It's one of the first things I filled in, and uh as I went back and stood over all my results, it just kept being the obvious choice, and that's King City um by Brandon Graham. To me, at least on a personal level, this is the year that I discovered the genius of Brandon Graham. Um, you know, I had heard about King City from a lot of people, Vince, Jay Tomio, other people over the years, but uh, you know, I hadn't really read it. couldn't Couldn't track down the issues, and uh, you know, a, a complete volume of King City was produced this year in collected edition, which I was able to acquire and, and devour. And uh, it's just pure unbridled creativity. Um, you know, he's he's uh, you know he he works in you know pop culture satire. He's very much a uh, he's very much a, a student of, of of the now of, of you know of, of trends and. And, uh, and what's driving sort of the, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the popular movement at the time. I really appreciate that. He's like, he's basically like an awesome cartoonist who's funny and has the same satirical look pop culture that like a Brett Easton Ellis has. And that's a hard combination. <laughs> Hilarious and <invincible. laughs> sorry, So, yeah, so, so, so King City, which again, you know, this is a big year for Brandon Graham. Um, and I go so far as to say that, in spite of him having, a real in some ways, coming out year this year with uh, Godzilla and with uh, multiple warheads, new version, and and with Prophet, um I will say that I think King City is his best work, and um, I'm thrilled to have finally experienced it, and I'm sure I'll go back to it uh, in the future again. So, um, in terms of our listeners, you know, again, this is a category. Because you're, you're not you're not beholden to one year, you're beholden to your, the entire existence of comics. You know you have a, just a tremendous amount of of of, dis, of, uh, of, of uh, diversity. There are 79 different works nominated in this category this year, so it just shows you that you know it's going to be hard to find a consensus. But interestingly enough, um, three things did get at least four percent of the vote, um, and those were BPRD, um, Grendel, which will warm David's heart. Probably again largely because of David's raving about Randall. Uh and the, and the, the un- win- Sure. And the winner by the slimmest of Mars is again probably due to the aforementioned deluxe edition that uh was that was released this year was Fear Agent five percent of the vote. So good. Yeah, awesome stuff. All right, Chris, you're back up, brother.
3: All right, let's see here. Where are we? Single issue or one shot. Oh god, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um Yeah, this is um, this is the year that I stopped reading single issues.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be tough next year, I know.
3: Yeah, I I mean this. I honestly, and that's and so it's maybe um, you know we're given they don't go on a diatribe. but yeah, I'm, an, I'm abstaining because I didn't read any single issue. Well, I read single issues, but they were they were digital. So I guess if well, I were, if, yeah. if I were gonna if I were gonna pick one that I read in a single issue, I read the I, I because you guys talked about Archer and Armstrong so much, I guess Archer and Armstrong number one because it's one well, of the few, fun. yeah, it's one of the few digital comics that that I went out and purchased, but yeah, I went I went straight trade this year collected editions, and it was a big year for uh, for art books for me. So yeah, it's um, uh, single issues and one shots are kind of a thing of the past for me.
1: That's fine though. I think Archer <clears throat> Armstrong
4: one's fine. That's that's mm-hmm. perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Uh, mine mine changed. I uh, I oh. originally had yeah because I I thought about the one I had and and I don't know if that falls under graphic novel even though the season one is a whole thing. Uh but I going through my comicsology library and, and seeing some of the things that I've read recently, a, a year of of story arcs, like even with Archer and Armstrong, those first five issues or so, that's an arc Spidey's been going on and and, and there really aren't too many single issues there. I tried going through some Avenging. Basically I came up with um Wolverine and the X Men number seventeen. It's a done in one oh. Jason Aaron was fantastic writing it. It is uh, illustrated by by Mike Allred, colored by his wife. It's a great Lord. issue! It is a fantastic issue. It is a a a single issue, and it's smack dab in the middle mm-hmm. of Avengers versus X Men. So it's not and, and no banner, no tie in, but it it Aaron hits on all the great points about uh, you have Deathlock talking to Wolverine, saying that you know you're not here enough to be because obviously the dude's on every goddamn team in Marvel, so they're just little. Little asides or, or inside ribs, and and the the whole faculty, everybody on the faculty is trying to figure out why the hell Logan picked Dupe to uh, <laughs> you know, what does he do? What does he do exactly, except for sleep? And and it's just it's it's a day in the pretty much a day in the life of Dupe, and and all the things he does and goes through, and and everybody he interacts with, Vince Howard Duck is in it. Um, wow, yeah, uh, um, there is just so much jammed into this issue it is fantastic and and uh and i definitely if you want to see jason aaron's i guess lighter side since since scalp wrapped up and and i enjoyed his incredible hulk but this was this was a really good single issue and i i i kind of forced myself into going with a done in one instead of just picking out an issue from various arcs i've read over the year
1: nice love it yeah it's a great issue um, I went with um, uh, a, a single issue uh, from a series that I love, which is uh, uh, it's a one-shot in the Chew universe, and that was uh, by Image Comics, Secret Agent Pollo. Uh for, <laughs> for those that aren't familiar with Chew, it is a, uh, you know, a sort of a wacky, quasi-sci-fi, comedic uh, look into a world where um, Chicken is banned. Uh, and it's sort of like a uh, prohibition type of thing where people eat chicken on the down low. Um, and uh, the, uh, the most powerful, the CIA of this world is the FDA and the USDA. And um, uh, Poyo is a, is a supporting character. He is a chicken in the mold of like a cockfighting chicken. But he happens to be the, this world's Wolverine. He's the best at what he does. He's, he's the deadliest basically living creature on this earth. And you know he's he's been in the book uh, periodically, a reference at times, and uh, and John Layman the writer uh, and Rob Guillory the uh, artist decided to put a one shot out this year uh, that basically shows us Poyo's origin, which is very uh, you know Bionic Man type of thing. Um, shows us you know some of his greatest adventures. You know there's space adventure. There's a uh, very, there's a RoboCop element to it. There's a, there's a, like a Punisher aspect to it, and, and they just pay homage to a lot of the different great action tropes um, that we're all very familiar with, especially if you're a child of the '80s. Uh, and, and it's a it's an oversized issue. I think it's 48 pages, and it is um, it's one and done. You know, you you can if you've never read Chew, you, you can pick this issue up and just read an awesome story about the world's most deadly chicken. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I had to give it to that. Uh, to me, that's. That, that's and damn out. it, we need more of that in comics. You do, you yeah.
5: do, yeah, and so. the devil, and the
1: Oh, and you're crack lacking. Baffled. That's okay, that's okay. Do the redo. Okay, yeah, yeah. Vince will give his after-eye. So, in this category, again, um, another one with a pretty broad range of, um, of votes. Uh, so, but but the. the um, the runners up were, uh, tied for third, um, were Scalp number 60, which was definitely the running for me. That's, uh, that's the final issue of Jason Aaron's fantastic series. Uh, saga number one, which I think we'll be talking plenty about as the night goes on. Uh, and Secret Agent Pollo. Uh, the, the runners up were as a two way tie for, uh, an Image Comics one shot called Wild Children, which I actually just read this week and we'll maybe talk about, uh, in subsequent weeks when we get back to our normal scheduled programming. Uh, and Hawkeye number six, which mm. I have to say I have sitting in my Regina pile, but I have not read yet, so I'm wondering is why... That,
3: I, is that the um, the Relief comic? <laughs> I don't, know,
1: I, I don't know. Six or seven, it
3: might be. Yeah. It must be, because it got a lot of votes. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. And then the with 10% of the vote, which is a pretty big number, uh, the winner uh, among the listeners for best one shot or single issue was Batman number five. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the issue where you had to sort of flip the book around, right? I'm pretty sure that was the issue, right?
0: I I think it read back to front, too, didn't
1: it? I don't think it read back to front, but it was the one where he had to kind of, he was in a maze, right, right, and he had to keep turning the book. Oh,
3: uh, okay, yeah, I read this way. that's why I was, okay. That was the end of the first arc, right?
1: No, 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 it was in the middle of the Court of Owls, it was sort of in the middle of it, when he was, yeah, they were kind of getting the upper hand on him. So oh,
3: yeah, that's kind of where he, yeah where he was all yeah. drugged and in the maze for a month or something or mm-hmm. yeah whatever. Okay, uh, I think you're all right now, Vince. Do you want to
1: give us your vote? Uh,
0: my winner for this category was very, very clear. Nothing else came close to this. Uh, it is published by Koyama Press by Michael Deforge, artist and writer. It's Lose Number Four. Um, And uh, all of you are pretty familiar with Michael Deforge, whether you know it or not, because he is a character designer uh, and conceptual artist for Adventure Time. Ah,
2: nice! Yeah, that's right. He
0: he is the reason Adventure Time looks so freaky. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a uh, one-man anthology. The and there's a theme going through the whole thing of body modification. Uh, In my opinion, nobody writes like Michael DeForge. Nobody draws like Michael DeForge. He has a singular, unique, very powerful, very disturbing voice. Um, The first story has to do with a fungal infection that transforms human beings, the bodies of human beings from the inside out. Uh, It coats their organs in spiky, zippered leather and eventually coats their entire bodies. There's uh, an s and club in this in which the uh, protagonist develops the affliction. There's a dog that looks like a loaf of bread wrapped in leather. It has zippers and spikes on it, and its guts are being pulled out from a zippered orifice in the back. There's a story about Canadian royalty who... Uh, must don ceremonial garb and never remove it. Their genitals are pasted up uh, until a certain point in their lives uh, and the ceremonial outfits resemble nothing that a human being would wear. They're disturbingly ornate. It's ridiculous. The last story is a small town that is afflicted by a outbreak of something called Stacy Face. In which all of the residents, both male and female, the animals, the deer, the dogs, the worms, everything in this town has the same face. And it's that of a teenage girl. Extremely disturbing stuff. Uh, Lose number four. I love every page of, the, of this damn thing. Um, I would One of these days I'm going to go at length on it because it's just so fantastic. Lose number five is coming out soon too. So keep an eye out for it. Nice. Yes. Doesn't it sound great? Come on. It does. Well, you talked about it before, it yeah. Yeah. Dog like a loaf of bread? No, you talked about it. Yeah, it's awesome. Lose number four? Not four. I may have talked about one, two, and three. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Oh, well. Okay. Well, there you that clears that up. Well,
1: they're all, all right. different.
0: They're all different.
1: All right. Moving on to one of David's favorite categories.
4: Yeah, because this one was the biggest pain in my ass. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's only because I was thinking about it, and, and I guess I've just read a lot of black and white books this year and and it's favorite colors and um basically there were two and and it was it was coming down to matt hollingsworth but i ended up giving it to dean white because i think i read just more books that he worked on and and thinking about some and i, I know he's pretty much synonymous with john Reader jr and 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 these as much as Klaus jansen is and it's it he doesn't he doesn't overpower he just it it's it works it's not i there are some times where i'll look at other colorists and and, and the aurids are a great example of that i just i know what laura's going to do to mike's artwork and and it's it works there but i don't know how well she'd do on john romita jr or alan davis or anything like that so i just think dean white is very good at what he does hell yeah yeah
1: yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, I have to say this year, um, y- you know, uh, the default – if if you were to listen to ours or or just about any other awards type show or read uh, any kind of awards list in comics, I would say that uh, Dave Stewart gets the vote for <laughs> almost every year on this. Like,
4: he's like the James Sheen of – Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. he I think he's won what like six or seven Eisners in that category. Deservedly so. He's an amazing colorist. Um, But I really said to myself this year, okay, I'm picking someone other than Dave Stewart. That was like the number one rule just because there's got to, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you, can't, and you
3: can't pick James Jean as your favorite cover artist.
1: Yeah, well, if we had a favorite cover category, that's true. <laughs> we really
0: should have a favorite cover category. We used to. We no. Can add we can add it back. No. But, um,
3: but anyway, so
1: so my pick this year uh, was Jordi Belair. Who, nice. You know, it, it's interesting. I mean, I feel in some ways like Jordi Belair is like brand new to the scene. 'Cause I feel like she like she really uh is it's a girl, right? I'm assuming yes. it's a girl. Yeah. Um really had like a coming out party this year. But in essence, I mean she's been around for a while. But I feel like maybe this was kinda of like the confluence of 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 people kind of recognizing her work and her really at least for me, it's the first time I really took notice. And and the thing I I would say when I'm kind of comparing colorists against one another, the, the thing I, I guess I, I I judge them on fairly or unfairly the most is do they have like a diversity in their palette, right? Which is like, you know, if they do different comics, are they able to convey a totally different um, look, you know, different hues, different, you know, use of grays, different, you know, just completely different, you know, use of different color palettes. And, and and I think a lot of colorists get known for a certain look and they're really good at that, but they don't necessarily show that diversity. And I think she did an amazing job this year. And I feel like for some reason this year, I noticed her name more, and I read a lot of the stuff she colored. So, she did Hulk season one, which was beautifully drawn by our buddy Tom Fowler. Um, she did all the rocket, well, the majority of the rocketeer stuff this year, um, including Cargo of Doom and the Adventures, um, which are, you know, really bright, vibrant books. She did the Woo Anthology Space issues, which are all over the map in terms of the, the needs of the color. You know, they range from, you know, very muted, you know, dark space colors to very bright colors. She did Manhattan Projects, which is one of my favorite news series of the year by Hickman and Patara. She did Planet of the Apes, uh, the uh, the, ga- the 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 one that's written by uh, by Karina and Gabe, uh, which again is a much more muted, sort of natural, uh, almost pulpy sort of scheme. She did uh, John Carter uh, by Marvel, which is the unbelievably underappreciated book that was drawn by Ramon Perez, who I think is another beast of the industry so like i look at the stuff number one she's getting to work with fantastic like top-notch best of the industry illustrators and i think that's that says something because you know they these guys are all just you know they don't take lightly who gets to color over their amazing illustrations and i just feel like when i look at at all the stuff i read of hers this year it's all so different but yet she did such a nice job so i have to give it to Jordi bellaire
0: cool nice I went a little bit left field with my choice. Um, It's a man that's widely regarded for his draftsmanship and his uh, incredibly dense design uh, ability, but I think he has a very unique color palette, and he uses it to really good effect. Mostly autumnal colors. Earthy colors, but then he'll go in and and shoot a lightning bolt of a, of a contrasting color just to get your attention and spike the page. Uh, I'm talking about Chris Ware. I think Chris is a fantastic colorist. He he is absolutely yes, yes. cool yeah. Ah, that's a great one. Building Stories came out in 2012, so I went in with it. Did it really?
3: It do you did. Think we do, uh, it might get mentioned. Um, that's one of. Uh, We'll talk about it later, but I got a good story <laughs> about that. Um, uh, for me, this is a this is an oldie bit of goodie, and I'm right there with with Wood. This is one of those that you can say Dave Stewart um, pretty much every year. I think Val Staples is uh, an amazing colorist that doesn't get nearly enough uh, enough pub. Um, but one of the guys that I think has been. An absolutely integral part to one of the best creative teams on one of the best books that has been coming out for gosh, what's it? Probably at least four years now. And one that, that I think will be once again talked about years from now. Cause eventually, eventually it's got to be made into a TV show or a movie or something is from Lock and Key. And that is Jay Photos, who a good one. One. Yeah. has yeah. done some great stuff. He did, uh, he worked on 68. As, oh, that's right, as well, yeah. uh, so he's not just the the colorist for Lock and Key, but his colors on Lock and Key uh, yeah, are was- they they're just they are such an absolutely important part to to that book and its storytelling. So he continues to uh, to do some amazing stuff. It's what Gabriel Rodriguez is the artist on the book. there's the uh, Pencil or anchor, and uh, and photos' colors uh, just uh, marry with that so well. So nice. Yep, yeah, Jay photos,
1: that's a great one. Um, so the runners up among the listeners, uh, Laura Allred got a nod with four percent of the vote, uh, and you know she's obviously known best for coloring her husband's work, Mike Allred. Um, second runner up with almost nine percent of the vote, so a big honk of the vote uh, was David's vote, Dean White. Uh, second runner up, who this is the first year he hasn't won this category. Um, among the listeners, and that is Dave Stewart, who still got fourteen percent of the vote. Uh and uh in proving yet again that the listeners are really, really smart, they agreed with me and with twenty nine percent of the vote went with Geordie Belair. So good on you guys listeners. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. Crazy, right? I'm telling you it's the year of Geordie Belair. Um so our next category is probably one of my favorites. Um, as exhibited by my man cave, which has an entirely ridiculous, too many <laughs> number of these <laughs> in my in my in my shelf, uh, and that is favorite collected edition uh, reprint. So, um, this is a category again where I buy a lot of stuff each year. Um, I pay attention to this one a lot. I, I I love quote unquote David's favorite term shelf porn. Love the stuff. Um, so, so this is always hard for me, but this year it wasn't hard because, um, it's a book that came out that I had been begging for, for three years and had actually asked the creator when it was going to happen three years ago. And he said sometime in the next couple of years. And that is the fear agent library edition volume one, which collects the first half of fear agent. Um, and the second volume, which will complete the run is due at any time coming out this year but uh yeah as i said i've been waiting for this forever you know uh kudos to hat tip to chris uh and and tom and sal for back before we did the show and i was listening to ac um you know they really introduced me to fear agent because they were all big fans of it mm-hmm. and i met rick and tony um at a new york comic-con way back in the day um years and years ago we bought the first trade i think it just come out just fell in love with the series um, I think it stands to me as one of my favorite comic series of all time. I can't imagine it, it, it never not holding that position. So the fact that there's now a beautiful, oversized, hardcover, collected edition of this stuff that other people will be able to experience is just amazing. I love it. It's selling well. I think Rick just tweeted today that the uh, second uh, printing is sold out. They're going back to a third wow. printing on it. So huge congrats to them for that. Nice, finally. Um, yeah, it's great. Cause, you know, this is, this, as, as Chris knows, because he's interviewed, I mean, you know, this is a, a Rick and Tony created the series Tony Moore and then, you know, Juran Wapena and then Mike Hawthorne. And, you know, this was a labor of love and they, they didn't sell a lot of copies. They didn't make any money off of it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yet it was just to me as, as good a, as good a comic book series as has ever
3: been done. Um, we got to, we got to know those guys over the course of that book. I mean, literally the first convention that I went to as a "Quote unquote podcaster," mm-hmm. it's it's one of my favorite stories. You know, Ivanberg. Brand- oh boy! Oh, a, a, a table and chair. Oh, am I cracking up? A little you, bit. You dropped out a little bit. Yeah, You're right now. It's 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 a great story where I met Rick Remender and Ivan Brandon, who were hanging out in a bathroom at the Hyatt in Rosemont and sal and i just started hanging out and talking with them and then tony moore comes in and phil Hester comes in and well it's there's a funny there's a funny story about phil doing a a a sketch while he's taking taking a leak for for sal (laughs) um (laughs) And that's really kind of where we met those guys. And, and Rick was telling me about this book that he and Tony Moore were working on called Fear Agent. And, and I told him, well, yeah, whenever it comes out, I'll look for it. And, and so got to know them that night. And, and after that, it was, you know, when Fear Agent came out, it was, it was a really anticipated book for me. And, and this, you know, it's bittersweet that it, that it's gone now, but to see people finally, finally uh, coming around and, and picking it up even even though the the story is done is is pretty pretty satisfying and it's uh yeah it's one of the, I think it's one of the best books of the last decade
0: truth mhm cool well my favorite collected edition reprint I am up now right yes yeah okay uh the the road leading to the publication of this book was extremely long and very rocky. It has been on the books for years at Fanagraphics. They teased us that it was coming out, then they'd pull back and we'd have to wait longer, and it just seemed like it took forever to get this damn thing out. Um, it was originally, well, it began in 86 in the LA Reader, and then it jumped into a Japanese reggae magazine called Rhythm. Um, it's Dal Tokyo by Gary Panter. Um, it is a... Well, it's Panther, so you know it's uh, a very atypical comic book work, but even the, the the design of the book itself is atypical. It's about, well, let's just say it, it, it's close to two feet long. No, it's about 20 inches long, and it's about eight inches thick, so it's a big-ass long plank of a book. Um, it's just loaded with Gary Panther crazy wacky ass goodness you know um, he's my man it, it seems like a dream that I can actually hold this book in my hands it, it exists you know it's been that long I'm not kidding forever to get this thing out and now that it's finally out I can um, and I have been uh, just loving and, and and reveling in every damn page of the thing so yes Gary Panther, Dal Tokyo from Fantagraphics Books nice mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I owe you a big thank you, Mister B, cool. because you uh, I had I had railed on the uh, Alien Collected Edition that yes. they that they reprinted and re released, and uh, the coloring in it is just really bad. It it's like they took the art and um, let it soak in a muddy uh, puddle wow. for a few days. And and then and then made really bad photographs of it. It's just abs- it's it's gross looking. Did they
0: it's, use the original plates? Do you know? Could that be the reason why? I,
3: I don't I don't know. It's just like the worst example of bad marker rendering coloring from from the late seventies. It's uh you know, I thought it ruined the Doug Wilde, Wilde book, the the Rio stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just that you know his stuff is so beautiful. And the coloring in the reprints in there, blah. It's just, it makes me want to gag. And so I'm like, man, this is like the worst Walt Simonson art I've ever seen. But then Vince picks me up over the holidays and sends me as my my big Christmas uh, gift from him the uh, Alien uh, Original Art Edition. And I'm like, wow. Okay, no, this is... Simonson was, was Simonson on this. The art in it is absolutely incredible. It is, I mean, it is everything that, that IDW's artist editions are. It is, it is absolutely phenomenal. And I will never read the colored version of it. <laughs> I, I will, I will go back and I will pour over the, the artist edition because the story is all there because it's like, it's hand lettered. So you can read the entire story, but his original art in this and seeing those original art boards is absolutely amazing. And it, it, it shows you what I was talking about with J Photos. It, it shows you how important a really good colorist is to a story for their ability to not destroy the art of. Uh, of the person that that, that that brought it to that point, and man, the, if you have not, if this is a big warning out there, if you if you got the collected edition of, of the Alien comics, the Archie Goodwin and Simonson, and and you didn't like it, go out invest in the artist edition if you can still get it because it is absolutely wonderful. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Sure, one sure. of the best one of the best movie adaptions I've I've ever ever owned. It's so good.
0: Bane says, Spent. "It's a revelation." <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is a revelation.
3: My it, and it was it, and and I'm glad that I was able to, to sneak it in here because really it was one of the most enjoyable comics that I that I read this year. It was one of one of my, you know, like sit down and, and you close it and you're like, "Okay, yeah, I'm I'm satisfied. That was that was an awesome experience." So I'm glad I was able to get it into my 11 o'clockers.
0: Nice. Oh.
4: Uh mine is it, it was pretty much a no-brainer. I may have struggled on a few things. This was pretty much a uh, a non-issue. It was it was a given. Uh, it is the It's David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil: Boarding an Artist Edition. It it uh, it beats the Gil Kane Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition on a technicality. Shut your mouth. It does. It does. But that's okay because Gil Kane will probably be my 2013 pick. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it it just it's. When when the artist edition line was announced, it it really was it wasn't something I thought I'd ever have in my library. But as soon as they announced this volume and that it would be complete with, with all seven issues, and uh, it was just I I had to have it. And the fact that when it was given to me, when well, I didn't even have to go looking for it, but but you know, mail issues aside, when 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 Renee gave it to me on a day where a lot of other things were going right, and it was just, it was a great day, so I mean, there's a lot of personal reasons why this is my pick, but it is, it's a story that, you know, to this day I'm still flabbergasted. I don't care how long you've been reading comics, but even even, you know, when when one of the guys from iFanboy says, he hasn't read they Double Born Again, I just, I don't <laughs> get it. So it's one of those things where it's a story that I think People should, if, if you enjoy comic books, people should read. I, I don't care whether you're dead a fan or not. So it's it's a story that that's near and dear to me. It it uh, and the fact that I now have it oversized, in in full black and white color reproductions of of Kelly's artwork is just it. I, I couldn't think of a better collection or, re, or or literal reprint than than this book. Sweet, it's amazing.
3: See, I didn't put it in my winners because I knew that you would. Oh,
1: uh-huh. nice! <laughs> we well,
3: get to be able to hear about it. The,
1: uh, the this was a category again where the uh, the, the voters uh, echoed many of our own thoughts. Uh, Runner up uh, were Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which Yay. we didn't nominate, but Vince and I both gushed about yeah, um, you did. Uh, King City, uh, which I just mentioned. Uh, Brandon Graham's Triumph. Uh, the runner-up was with ten percent of the vote was David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Artist Edition, Dappy Dap, and the winner with nineteen percent of the vote was the Fear Agent Library Edition Volume One. So there you go. And last nice. year, and last year, last year was another artist edition, the Simonson Thor uh, Artist Edition. Well deserved. Ooh. The uh, only artist edition
3: I currently own. So, wow, that surprises me. That's right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Cool. Hey, I'm up. You are. Appropriately enough, I get the favorite humor book category. Um, there really wasn't any contenders for this. Oh, yes, there was. <laughs> mm, nah, th- this man's humor. If, if William Burroughs is to believe that language is a virus, this man's humor infects you for days after you read his stuff. Um the uh writer artist is Michael Kupperman, mm-hmm. and the book is Tales Designed to Thrizzle. Ah, yes. I I will giggle for literally days after it's reading. It's very funny. Yeah, I'll just be like stupid snake and bacon. Like he, I'm <laughs> I, I, he he squeezes so much mileage out of a snake and a piece of bacon and it's just the the the, the uh scenarios are absurd the humor is just it it's brilliant. It's simultaneously brilliant and incredibly stupid at the same time, and he just manages to to slam highbrow and lowbrow together in this beautiful book that it's it could not possibly come from anyone else. I love Tales Design to Thrizzle, and I'm glad that he put an issue out in 2012, which was number eight. So I can I can gush about it here. There you go.
4: It's on comicsology. I will be picking it up soon.
0: Oh, it's so silly! Oh my God, it's just there's a coloring book in in this issue. It's. it's, it's, it's Always <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> That's
4: adorable.
3: <laughs> well, um, one of the one of the books that I, I talked about a couple weeks ago, I had to find a place to to get it in my eleven o'clockers because I've I've absolutely. Uh, Loved it. I've been poring over it for a variety of reasons, not just uh, not just comic book reasons, but culinary reasons. And then it occurred to me, it's a damn funny book. And so I'm like, yep, yeah, that's perfect. It's my favorite funny book of the year, and that's the uh, the Dirt Candy uh, Cookbook that uh, Ryan Dunaway ah, yes. drew. Nice. And there it is. It is a very very funny book and you guys know that all of all the stuff that ryan works on you know comic book comics or action philosophers are just knee slappingly funny and uh and dirt candy uh, on top of being a really good vegetarian cookbook very fun very funny comic book so
4: yeah that's my favorite humor book that's awesome uh mine is just because it i think it complements the cartoon so very well i we giggled when we talked about the first few issues during uh around Thanksgiving and 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 my pick is adventure time it it yeah, the yeah, cartoon mm-hmm. makes me laugh the uh the the comic book just and emphasizes that it, it it i really do hear Finn and Jake and, and and LSP and it's just the little things throughout the issue and and the little Writing oh at lums. the bottom of each page. It's just, it's, it really is a, a, uh, page rates aside, it is, it's, it, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, you, <laughs> for, for me, I mean, I, I think all your guys' stuff is, everything
1: you guys mentioned is really very funny too. So, but, but I didn't really hesitate on this one because it, it's, I think it was my vote last year too. Um, and that's, uh, Chu. Um, uh, you, you know, it's just, it's a book, um, at some point, I'll see if David actually likes it because I gave him,
4: uh. I
2: have the first three right here. I told you. I love it, dude. Okay. All right.
1: Um, but no, th- th- this, it's just, it's such a creative world. Um, you know, it's, it's all these food related powers. You know, this year we really got to know, uh, Antonelle, his, who's Tony Chu, who's the protagonist, his, uh, his sister. Uh, and, and Tony's a superpath. You know, he eats things and, uh, he can sort of see what's happened to them. Um, Antonelle, his sister, is a little different. She can eat something and then see its future. So, um, you know, she's she's sleeping with a dude, she thinks she's he's the one, so she post she she takes a big chunk out of his shoulder <laughs> and sees that they're not destined to be together, and meanwhile he's like, You fucking bitch, why'd you just bite me? You know, it's like just crazy shit like that and, and uh you know Maybe there's it was been the a bite
0: guy that bite that segment. Exactly
1: and, and yeah. there there's like self fulfilling prophecy, there's there's a guy that that uh, terrorist that made weapons out of chocolate and there's a uh, there's just crazy shit i mean nice. it's just it's just wacky and and again rob Guillory style styles very evocative of like the ec and the mad days he would have fit in perfectly back then so uh i just i every issue i read it in trade and you know we get pretty regularly they're they're really good about it so we get you know we got two trades this year and plus the the poyo issue and, and i just i adore them it's uh it's pretty much replaced fables and walking dead um as the first trade that I'll like read when it comes into the D T Best shipment. Like it's the one that I always if it's in the box it's the thing I read first. So um yeah, it gets my vote. Um I, I
0: what what's the I'd rather read the goddamn newspaper than Walking Dead these days. No so. nah, true that, true, <laughs> <Yeah. that>.
3: true. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting, yeah, true, true, Kind of a, kind of unfair newspapers there, Vince. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, so, so among the listeners, uh, with
1: 6% of the vote, uh, a three way, uh, two way tie between Popeye, which Vince is a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. And, and Superman Family Adventures, which, um, I have not read, but it's, uh, I, I, I've heard good things about it. It's, um, it's the latest in the long line of, uh, Art and Franco books recently canceled, but but I, I hear it's quite good all-ages book. Um, the second runner-up with 7% of the vote was Archer and Armstrong, another book that uh, I know is held in very high regard by all of us. Um, I guess I didn't consider that a comedy book, which is why I wouldn't have thought to nominate it, but... that's funny. Yeah, clearly our listeners disagreed. Um, with 17% of the vote and just falling short of winning uh, Adventure Time, DAP's nominee, uh, and the winner this year as well as last year, so a repeat champion, uh, was Chu. Uh, with 19% of the vote, so congrats to Chew, Sweetness. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Christopher.
3: It is the favorite limited series category. Correct. I didn't have a hard time with this one at all. It was okay. very easy for me. Uh, uh, from Vertigo, and its uh, it, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, it came up on the show earlier this year, obviously. Uh, Spaceman. From Brian Isralo and uh, and the already aforementioned Eduardo Rizzo, uh, great miniseries which actually probably started in 2012 but wrapped up in 2000 or, or in started in 2011 wrapped up in 2012. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, fantastic uh, uh, dystopian future uh, story about uh, um, bio genetically engineered. Astronauts that uh, with of limited uh, intelligence that uh, uh, have had to reintegrate themselves into uh, into society in and uh, just a, a really bleak look at reality television and the twenty four hour news cycle and climate change and I can go on and on and on with all of the the little touchstone. Uh, uh subjects that the Azarillo and rizzo touched on in uh in in this really you know back to their crime noir um um uh, you know, kinda, you know, hotbed of of, 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 of stories that they're able to, to really um truly really tell and, and, and that, you know, that genre to, to play in. Um just a, a fantastic miniseries and one that uh I think a lot of people overlooked and I don't know if uh if Vertigo really pushed the series maybe as much as they could have or should have in a in a year that Vertigo was McCaren uh, Burger got canned? Well I don't know no, well I'm just no she she left, but um no, I think it was I think it was a it was a tough year to be uh, trying to promote uh, comic through vertigo is what I was starting to see, and you know, Azarillo and Rizzo coming off of off of a hundred bullets, that should have been a series that a lot of people were paying attention to and and I think it kind of fell through the cracks for a lot of folks, so uh, go out buy that hardcover check it out it is it's it's a really really underrated and and brilliant piece of work i know a lot of people give it a hard time because of the dialect in it but whenever you realize the brilliance of creating a, a a futuristic dialect and how that impacts the story it's like wow okay that's Pretty freaking amazing! So um, check out check check out Space It was yeah. it was great.
0: Maybe Vertigo should have put WTF on the covers. Maybe that would have sold the books. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah.
4: laughs> I should have marketed to my sisters. Hey, day. you got? That? Uh, I got uh, probably the only actual real limited series I, I read this year, um, and that's Spider Man. It, it was a you know spiderman spider no, <laughs> no. Jewish Chris- Spider-Man? No. crystal your hyphen <laughs> yeah a uh, lot my heart the the uh, the Vince and I talked about it on on the road trip which yeah a few more weeks uh, where you, you know you said spiderman you said you said I said spider you- hyphen men no you said sp- <laughs> you you said sp- you made him jewish
0: <laughs> Stan made him do it. It's, it's... Like
4: three months from now, David. I know you like a couple weeks. That's three <laughs> No, I said weeks in away. I said, time. Weeks. Just... I said a few weeks away. So I didn't. I'm not saying like you know in, in 48 hours. I'm just, just saying said, no. it's well, it's like we're, 12 we're, weeks away. But we're we're in February. We just gotta get through March all right, all right. and most of April. I, d- d- don't, don't push my mellow man. <laughs> uh, what what uh, what, it, it, what it, limited it, series was this? The Spider Man. No, 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 It's Spiderman, right? it's. it's it's the, meeting, it's the meeting of Peter Parker and Miles Morales and and it was I, I thought it was cleverly set up the first issue um, may have been a, a rocky start I guess but but the, those remaining issues really uh, hit a note each time out and, and Pacelli's art was fantastic I really have no problem with, um, with the meeting of these two universes uh, I'm interested to see where it's going I do believe there will be a follow-up or a sequel, uh, but no, th- this was one of I I, I really couldn't say uh, Children's Crusade or I, I haven't finished Avengers versus X Men. So there are just some a lot of things just fall away just because. But but this was one limited series where I read and and really enjoyed each month. So uh yeah, Spider Man. Nice. <laughs> Um,
1: I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, I voted for uh, Sean Murphy's Vertigo series, Punk Rock Jesus. Um, I talked about it at length, what, two or three episodes ago, so I won't uh, rehash other than just say it's, uh, I, I, it was well executed. Uh, and, uh, you know, the only thing I'll say about it is that it's funny. I, I see a lot of other people talking about the series, and, and I'm like, making reference to Sean Murphy becoming a writer and uh, – it just kind of cracks me up because he, you know, as we all know, he he actually got to start doing his own OGN yeah. in off road, and then became, you know, well renowned as a penciler, uh, uh, illustrator for for a bunch of DC works, and and has gone back to writing. But he's 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 started his career as a writer. So this is not new. This is not new news for him. But uh, it's I, I enjoyed the series immensely, and uh, and like I said, if, if you want to hear more, give a listen to a, go back to our archives and give a listen.
0: Cool. My initial reaction was to go with uh, Howie Chaikin's Black Kiss Two for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, despite the uh, the uh, commentary on the film industry, it's um, a great read and lots of uh, TNA and 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 disgusting violence. But I, I, it didn't it didn't take root. I was sitting there and I'm I'm thinking yeah, about I... it. I'm mulling it over, and I looked at a stack, and on top of the the stack was the fourth issue of this miniseries. Uh so I am cheating a little bit in this. I'm I'm this is my winner based on four fifths of the miniseries because the mm-hmm. fifth issue has yet to be published. I went with James Stoko's Godzilla Half Century War because um nothing wowed me. At least as far as miniseries, wowed me like this book. Uh the the chance to see James Stoko draw uh hedora my favorite kaiju the smog monster uh huge swaths of gorgeously detailed destruction delicious cityscapes everyone well most of the uh the big bads in the godzilla family it was just an amazing series i can't wait to see how it wraps up uh artistically there was really nothing out there like it this year just an amazing amazing mini series from idw um James Stokoe. big winner for me. Nice, yeah,
1: cool. Um, the uh, the listeners agree with a lot of our, our choices. Um, uh, runners up, six percent of the vote, uh, tie with Rocketeer, Cargo of Doom, and Before Watchmen, Minutemen. Um, second place tie uh, would be would be Arthur Spitterman, just like David chose. <laughs> uh, and And Godzilla Half Century War, which Look by the that. way earlier I was uh, I I credited uh, Brandon Graham with that work, which, which was my bad. Obviously it's Stoko, so sorry about that. Uh, and then the the winner, although it was a it was a it was not a majority, it was a plurality with eleven percent of the vote. Uh, Punk Rock Jesus. Um, so last year's winner was Criminal Last of the Innocents. By uh, Brew Baker and Phillips, that's really so. good.
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there you go. So let's that's let's a, that's, another, that's another great collected edition this year. Was the Criminal um, Super Duper Volume Two? Mm-hmm.
1: Super that's Duper. True. Yeah, that's all right. all right, David. This is one of the tough ones.
4: This is one of the. This yeah, is baby, dude. <laughs> I set it up so you go first. It's your baby. I, I see that. See, this takes care of me. Uh, this is the favorite anchor or the penciler anchor since. Pencers do like to ink themselves a lot more these days. I uh, I went back and forth on a few because I was looking at it from, from both, um, from the terms of both, just an inker or a pencil inker, I decided to go with a, a person whose primary responsibility is inking, and that's uh, Wade Von badger He does fantastic work over Stuart and I think all-new X-Men looks Gorgeous. Uh I had a few people who were I, I thought I, I had Chris Omni at one point because I think his daredevil work is amazing and, and he, every day he he kinda has a little um Instagram of the his favorite thing he inked that day and, and uh so I I appreciate him putting into uh the the work he puts in his craft and then I also had um Jonathan uh Glapion who inks um Capullo on Batman. So I uh, hey. Von Von has been knocking out of the park for me this year. I respect
1: it. You know, you, you I know it's I expected you to go with a pure inker because you are uh, the last bastion defender of of the <laughs> sure that, that guy. Yeah, you're that
3: guy. That guy.
1: <laughs> but I, I agree with you in that, you know, the I would say that the vast majority of my favorite artists in the business right now ink themselves. Yeah. Um, which again is, is as much a trend as anything about you know making more paid ma- money per page as well as digital and so it all kind of goes in together. But but like of the five or six people I considered for this category, they all pretty much were pencilers who ink themselves. Um, you know guys like Gabriel and, and the like obviously do it. Sean Murphy and r- really pretty much anyone I could name that would be in, in my running for best artist also would, would have fit in this category. So, um, I went with, uh, Fiona Staples mm-hmm. who, nice. you know, um, I, I guess again, I mean, she, she's, she's not new to the industry. Um, you know, she, she'd mystery society and some other stuff, but, but, uh, this is definitely, I think her coming out party. Um, you know, she is the, the artist on, on saga, her, you know, masterful, uh, Science fiction epic that, uh, you know, is written by Brian K. Vaughan. Um, and, you know, it's just, she's just been fantastic. You know, she's just been a wonder to behold. Uh, she, she's great at sequential storytelling. She's great at layouts. Uh, she has great perspective. Um, she, she's, she's certainly creative. I mean, that, that, you know, some of the, some of the, the bounty hunters are just, you know, wildly creative looking. I mean, you know, from a tarantula woman who actually is sexy to a, <laughs> You know to a, a giant talking cat that, that determines the truth to you know that that giant you know in issue eight that 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 giant uh, uh like ogre type creature that had the, the the most disgusting and 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 oversized Balzac I've ever seen um you know it's just she she's just fantastic I mean she's she's the epitome of, of an artist and uh and if anything she 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 also was in my running for for best colorist she colors her stuff too. So she does the whole kit and caboodle. She she pencils, inks, and, and colors her own work, and uh, that's that's impressive stuff. So I had to give it to her this year because of uh, yeah. the, the significance of Saga.
0: So she's she's awesome. She is awesome. And I have to thank Jason for giving me the uh, slash escape hatch in this uh, category. I went with pe- penciler slash inker, and I went with a dude that very much like Jack Kirby did. This guy taught a whole generation of people how to speak the language of comics. Uh, 2012 was an amazing year for this dude. There was the uh, Rage More miniseries with uh, longtime collaborator Jan Sternad. Uh, He had a boatload of Poe adaptations for Dark Horse Presents. He did uh, City in the Sea in number 9, Bernice in number 16, Sleeper in number 17, Shadow number 18 the uh he was neck and neck with the winner of my favorite one shot with his conqueror worm uh for dark horse plus he had an amazing retrospective uh published the creepy presents hardcover of all his war well most of his warren work i'm talking about richard corbin just an astounding year for richard and you got to represent the dude changed comics in his wake uh Again, just like Jack did, uh, I think he's a fantastic talent. And uh, hey, if Mobius says he's a genius, you better listen. Uh-huh. Right? There Truthful. you go. So I went with Richard Corbin.
3: Love him. Rich- Richard Corbin is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, this boy is this a hard category? Um, not not easy to uh, to pick like a lot of them, but. There's a guy that I've just absolutely fallen in love with the last few years, and did some great work this year, including uh, "Tale of Sand," which I think will get mentioned probably once or twice uh, as we as we move on here. And Ramon Perez has continued to uh, be a unique artistic voice, uh, but has such a a beautiful line, and is it is really you know I include him in that that new that new Crop of artists from the last few years, like Chris Somney and Gabriel Hardman and, and Mitch Brettweiser, and you just these these guys that have this this wonderfully fluid, beautiful line to uh, to their work. Scotty is is one of those guys, and uh, yeah, Ramon Perez is uh, I, I think a, a phenomenal talent and and one that gets my uh, my vote for best uh, penciler/inker combo guy. Nice. So, oh his uh, his I'm uh, sorry, his uh, Warlord of Mars stuff this year was Yeah, it was really good. Yeah,
1: really, really really gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yep. <laughs> huh? And Vince uh, is opening up his third beer. We can keep counting how many beers for Vince is drinking. <laughs> um, so the, the listeners, uh, with uh, the second runners up tie, we had David Aja, uh, who made a triumphant return this year in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. uh, and Rafael Albuquerque, who continues to do amazing things on American Vampire. Uh, and I believe was my winner of that category of this category last year. Um, a, the runner-up with nine percent of the vote, a very solid showing. Uh, Mr. Chris Somney, who is always represents in this category, and I believe was uh, David's winner of this category last year, uh, and by the way, was the winner of this event of this of this category last year. So uh, he's he's fallen one spot, but he's still representing. And the winner with nineteen percent of the vote was uh, Miss Fiona Staples. So Yay. I think which is uh, reflective again of of Saga. You know, it's kind of like one of those. It's like Oscar night when, uh, you know, you kind of get the sense early on that that uh, you know a, a movie starts winning a couple of early categories. You realize it's going to be a big night for him. I think uh, as we as we get into the nitty gritty here, we're going to see that Saga had a big night. So yeah. Uh, all right, I guess I'm up again. Um, favorite nonfiction book. I'll try and keep this short because I got to be honest, I didn't read a lot of uh, nonfiction books this year. So. um I I I the only one I think that was worthy uh that 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 struck that's that's kept with me was um Mr uh the book by Mr.s Van Lenty and Dunleavy which is the collected version of uh the limited series that came out last year um which was the uh it was called in, in the limited series it was called Comic Book Comics in the collected edition this year it was called The Comic Book History of Comics and it is their uh wonderfully funny poignant and accurate depiction of the history of this industry that we love probably a little too much. So I, uh, I had to hand it to them.
0: Cool. My favorite nonfiction book was, we need, we w- need
3: to, ta- we need, we need to tag team on this.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, a large retrospective of all of the beats in this legendary creator's career. It's beautifully published. It's thick as hell. It's gorgeous. It's filthy. Uh, it's, it's not um, that
3: filthy. It's kind of it, filthy.
0: It, it's pretty filthy. It's not yeah. that. No, it's not that filthy. This is the last chapter. That's all you need, brother. Um, <laughs> uh, and like I said, one of the... Uh, I would say, well, yeah, let's not... Uh, no hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Comics' Greatest Draftsman.
3: Yeah, I think so. Uh,
0: it is the IDW a joint publication of the Wally Wood retrospective called Woodwork, and it is phenomenal. If you buy one hardcover book in your lifetime, you need to own this. No, really. I'm not kidding. There's
3: There's a little hyperbole there, but it's really... really No, I
0: mean, (laughs) am I wrong? Is it not one of the most gorgeous books you've ever Uh, seen? No,
3: I don't Uh, have it. I have... uh, uh, this was a big year for me for, for buying art books and mm-hmm. really kind of starting to, you know, uh, really study art, really uh, fall in love with some of the great artists, both both contemporary or uh, not contemporary, uh, both uh, modern and, and classic artists. And the, th- this book is so overdue. There's been other, there's been other Wally Wood books that have been made, but, uh, sure. nothing, nothing that, that really, you know, captured, captured the artist. I mean, we had the, the truly uh, spectacular artist edition that, that came out from IDW, uh, which, which really shows, uh, an era of, of him as an artist. But this is, is one of those, you know, uh, biographic artist books. That uh, uh, real similar to the to the Jaime Hernandez book that came out a couple years ago. It is it's the story of Wally Wood as told through his art, and you get to see every phase of what the man did from his um, from his superhero work, his EC work, uh, all the way to when he was just kind of. Trying, you know, it's uh, the, God, the Prince Valiant stuff, the, 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 to to when he was just kind of hanging on and trying to to scratch out a living as as his eyesight was failing on him, and 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 kind of the depths that that he had to fall to. Um, you get to see his work with Jack Kirby, which is is worth it right there alone to see the Skymaster Master stuff. Um, his, his strip, oh God, his his strip work. It, it the man was such an absolutely amazing artist that that does not get um, he doesn't get talked about in the in the same in the same rare air that that um, you know Neil Adams does, which is um, which is a mistake. He's amazing, and this this book is is totally what you can get get it at at in stock or or Amazon or wherever you want to. Totally worth it um but as i was talking with Andy Tom and he's just like um yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to you know drop that much money on a book that i i couldn't have uh, on the shelf in case my my kids got it yeah there's there's some porn in it <laughs>
0: so just, some yeah, gorgeous porn
3: yeah there's there's porn in it <laughs> it's a fitting
0: tribute to the 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 uh the magnitude of his his uh his legend and it's 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 all there the uh, and as far as neil adams goes Wally Wood left him in his dust. And I yeah. love Neil Adams, but yeah. Wally is just superb.
4: Oh, good. Yeah, as a draftsman. He's yeah. amazing. He's amazing.
0: Yeah. All right. <sighs> Let's move this train.
4: Okay. Um I'm,
3: I'm Oh, oh, sorry. Real quick. They are they are going to reprint all the Canon stuff. So be well, on nice. the lookout for, be on the lookout for that. That's, so, cool. that's, no, that's that's dirty it. too. That, that is, is. And it was like, dude, shut up.
2: <laughs>
4: uh I am cheating, but that's because I, I, I couldn't pick comic book comics again this year and I'm going with uh Marvel <laughs> Comics, the Untold Story. It's not oh, not a comic. It's awesome, book, dude. But it's, it's awesome. Still, though. still history, still about comics. So yeah, there you
1: go. Yeah. So, the runners up in this are none that I've read, but I've added them to my Amazon wish list because they, uh, our, our listeners know what the hell they're talking about. So, the runners up in this category were Lovely Horrible Stuff, um, Economics, and My Friend Dahmer. Mm. Uh, the, the runner up with 10% of the vote was the Green River Killer book, which I know Chris read. Uh-huh. Uh, and the winner for the, which is surprising, uh, the, the winner for the second year in a row, uh, is comic book. Comics. Last year, again, it won as a limited series for Comic Book Comics, and this year it's winning, with 29% of the vote, Comic Book History of Comics in the collected edition. So,
0: huge congrats to our buddies uh, Fred and Ryan. Vince, you up? Yes. This um, category had massive competition with me. There have been a lot of good anthologies published in 2012, but uh, my winner uh, is a book I rediscovered this year. Nice. Uh, it's not new to me. I read it at uh many years uh in the past but uh i've jumped back on the train uh all i have to say is borag thung earthlets my winner <laughs> is 2000 ad oh. they, are, they are doing incredible work uh currently uh you have she is legend there's a a, a story called flesh where you have time-traveling dinosaur herders that are, are bringing the uh, beasts into the present to use as food. Uh, there's a, a, t- a T-Rex named Gorehead that's massive and just beautifully rendered. You have Brendan McCarthy's Zosser of Zilk, uh, Durham Red by Alan Grant and Carlos Esquera, uh, the freaky gray area, but the, the winner by far within 2000 AD is Robbie Morrison and John Burns. Uh, Nikolai Dante, what a magnificently gorgeous painted strip! Uh, John Burns is an incredible talent. I mean, when you see this, it is it can stand up to every fully rendered uh, painted uh, strip ever. It's just gorgeous. Jump on the 2000 AD bandwagon because they are doing. It. And then there was a a, a crossover With the uh, trifecta where a bunch of different characters dovetailed into one story, it's just massive stuff. Great. 2000 AD. Yeah. Love it.
3: How's that? All right. Cool. Uh, This is. Am I up? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Uh, This is one that uh, I think got a lot of play. and deservedly so. Uh, it's it, it's exactly the kind of anthology that I enjoy. It has a common theme. It uh, is paying tribute to one of the greats and one of the beloved characters in comics. And it is it is pulled off without a hitch. Looks beautiful. Great fun comic booky stories. And I am of course talking about uh, Rocketeer Adventures. Yeah. From I also from IDW.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And and a great, great hardcover collection that came out. Uh, you should, um, you should own this. You should you should own the the deluxe Rocketeer uh, complete adventures. You should get the artist edition that Dave Stewart. Yeah, that IDW put out you should own this the Rocketeer is just good comics and whenever you look at some of the creators that are involved in this you know you've got you've got Mike Allred and uh gosh um Who's that? I'm looking at the uh, the entire lineup here.
2: Uh,
3: uh, Mike Alridge, John Arcudi, Kurt Busick, John Cassidy, Darwin Cook, uh, Dave Gibbons, Gene Haw, Tony Harris, Tommy Lee Edwards, um, Jonathan Ross, Ryan Sook, Bruce Fucking Tim, Mark Wade, Chris Weston. I mean, come on, that's go out get it. It's twenty five bucks. It's great.
0: Shame on Bruce Tim's parents for. Giving him that middle name.
3: No, because he's Bruce fucking
0: Tim. Shame on him. Uh-huh. Go ahead,
4: David. What you got? <laughs> I got uh, I, I got anthology. Great price point. At least two stories in 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 each issue's about a hundred pages. Uh, double barrel, digital, now DRM free. Yeah, and I do believe there may be a print version down the line, but yep, right now today awesome uh, from Top Shelf Comicsology, or from Top Shelf Comics or from iBooks or just wherever but that is my favorite anthology of 2012
1: nice Sweet. Um, my much like Vince this is one of my favorite categories I actually actively seek out anthologies at any time I see one I pretty much give it the benefit of the doubt and order it pre-order it um, but for me this year um, it was uh, an easy one and that was um, Smut Peddler uh, which was, uh, I got it through a Kickstarter campaign that I backed early in the year. Um, I talked about this book at length. This is a dirty book. It is pure pornography. It is for adults only, obviously. Um, I, again, I, I reviewed it in great detail some time ago, if you look back in our archives. But, uh, for those of you that, that didn't do the Kickstarter, you can order it, uh, from Iron Circus. Uh, one it's uh, ww.ironcircus.com you can order it there it's 30 bucks uh, and it's well worth it again if, if you like adult comics with an X, X, X uh, there there really is no better uh, example out there than, than this so so I, I thought it was terrific and uh, for adults only but if you're an adult and I presume you are if you're listening to this give it a try so nice uh, among the listeners uh, rock here adventures came in with eight percent of the vote uh agreeing with Chris, uh with ten percent of the vote, uh Low Concept Two, our our own what? anthology well inspired by yeah. our show. I shouldn't say our own. It's really uh it's really John and Slurmo's uh baby, but but uh but it is uh I guess has our namesake. Um a tie for first uh, for for first run up which would be uh one we didn't mention, Joe Kubert Presents. Um mm-hmm. which if I'm being honest, uh, again I don't want to Sort of uh, second guess the the readership, but I think that's as much an homage to Joe Kubert's passing as it is the specific yeah. work. Uh, and 2008D was the uh, was tied with it, uh, so kudos to that. And uh, a winner with 15% of the vote, uh, Dark Horse presents. So wow,
0: there you go. Surprisingly. Dark, yeah. Yeah. yeah, DHP. Oh, there's um, good and stuff lo- in there.
1: Yeah, and and um, and for those wondering, Low Concept uh, won last year with 25% of the vote. So. It's making a, a back-to-back appearance. Look
0: mm-hmm. at that,
3: Christophe.
2: Right.
3: Uh, this is uh, an easy one for me. It is favorite web comic, and uh, uh, it, it's one that we're all aware of. I don't read a whole lot of web comics. I usually wait for them to become collected in paper form,
2: <laughs>
3: and then and then, and then uh, uh, distributed digitally, where I can buy them. Now, um, uh, I'm I'm at the current club. This this week and uh, in the locker room, it just just gotten done playing, and uh, one of the guys walks from around the corner wearing a battle pug shirt, and I'm just like, "You're wearing a battle pug shirt." And he's like, "Yes, I am." I'm like, "Where did you get that?" He's like, "I bought it from Mike Norton at a comic book convention." I'm like, "That is awesome," and uh, and so I just thought that was a very interesting story where my two worlds, my curling and comic book worlds, were colliding and uh because of Battle Pug. So that is uh once again my favorite uh, webcomic. And I got to uh, I I got to touch Mike Norton's Eisner. Oh, That he won for 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 deservedly so for, for Battle Pug. That's awesome. awesome. So, yeah, I touched it. It was great.
4: Uh, for me again this year and and, and mostly because things actually happened, especially for Gary. This was a very big year for him, but I'm going with Menaja 3 again.
0: Yeah.
3: I love it. I thought I you were talking you... about the wine. I saw, I saw that on the on the I thought I saw that on the uh, the ballot. I thought you were talking about wine again.
4: <laughs> ah, nice. Uh for
1: me, uh this was uh, one that i discovered very late in the year but but have, have devoured it since and that is uh mr greg rucka's lady saber and the pirates of the ineffable aether which is a long word and the website doesn't do him any favors in terms of seo <laughs> yeah uh, so so i i you really have to be looking for this but it's uh www.ineffableaether.com but it is—it's uh, a a high adventure, swashbuckling, uh, f- uh, airborne pirate adventure that he he fights out.
2: Yeah. That's not, not really sci-fi.
1: I mean, it's more a like
2: bit. Yeah, a little
1: bit. Yeah, I mean, but it's yeah. more like swords and I guess there's a little bit of a steampunk thing to it. But it's more like swords yeah. and, and and adventure. I mean, and and if you go to the website, I mean, the thing that really locked me in and I knew I would love it is that he actually references Zaphod Beeblebrock's... Um, when he's describing his own work, so uh, it's just terrific. Comes out twice a month, uh, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, and uh, it's it's amazing. It's it's beautiful. Uh, as I said, it's very uh, the art is very Howard Shakenesque. esque, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I really have enjoyed it in the last month since I discovered it. So, it gets my my nod.
0: I had to deliberate just a tiny bit in this one. I was going to go with Michael DeForge's Ant comic. And then I thought about oglaf.com, that, that deliciously dirty. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I had
1: you down for voting for, but yeah. No, I yeah, but changed. I
0: didn't. I didn't. Uh, I went with the genius of the group. Um, and I would seriously kill for a, a single smoldering ember of this man's creative fire. Uh, I'm talking about Tom Scholey. Mm-hmm. Um, and his uh, what started as American Barbarian, and it's still Ambarb, Um, But he has since, um, he went from a somewhat traditional approach with American Barbarian, uh, traditional as far as as Tom Sholey is concerned. And then he has been very quickly progressing into this more experimental, instinct-driven method of making comics. The Final Frontier was, was really more experimental. And now with this Satan soldier thing he's got going on, it the whole Rumpel Foreskin thing just made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love Tom Sholey. I love what he does on the web. Uh, obviously more than everyone else. Yes. <laughs> so <you> obviously.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, look, I mean, um, uh, the runners-up among the listeners, uh, uh, one that, that uh, I think is probably very popular, probably transcends the, uh, the, the, the comics world, which is XKCD. Um, I don't know that we've ever talked about it, but I know it's it's wildly popular popular outside really of like. Fish. You don't? Yeah, oh, you it's. Don't. it's, it's yeah, I
4: think do. You know.
1: You're crackly at this. We'll tell you later. Uh, and tied with that is our own buddy Julian Lytle's ants, which uh, I always feel weird because I love ants and I read it all the time, and I I always feel like it's like I I could vote for it every year because I do love it. Uh, and it's my, it's also our our buddy, but I didn't vote for it this year. I will say that uh, for those that aren't familiar with Julian's work, he just this week started a new uh, arc. He, his last arc was like a year-long arc. He just started a new arc where basically the two main characters are about to do battle with the black Illuminati, uh, which is pretty hilarious. So I would say this is a great jumping-on point if you're inclined to do that. Um, the runner's-up was a two-way tie uh between uh Lady Sabre and the uh, Pirates of the Ineffable Aether, as well as uh Insufferable, which is Mark Wade's um uh creator owned uh work that you can find on Thrillband.com. And the winner for the second year in a row with twenty percent of the vote is Mr. Mike Norton's battle pug, the Eisner Award winning uh, hey. battle pug. So what would Wade, what would Wade do do about the
2: prefix fix?
1: I don't so. know, but uh people really couldn't probably hear you say that because you were crackly so, David, what's up?
4: Okay. Uh I will go ahead and let you all know my favorite crime mystery book is, well, really the only one that stuck with me throughout uh the rest of the year, Parker the Score by Darwin Cook. And and actually my notes just say mic drop. I I can't Say
2: (laughs) anything else about?
4: I mean, it's it's just it was great. It it was a a perfect little one little book that was uh, even physically. But it it's just it it's fantastic. It it was a great story, great adaptation, great art. I couldn't ask for more. Uh, You're not going to get any argument from me there. Um, I, I have to say
1: this this was the of all the like genre based categories that we, we we nominate, this was the hardest for me because I as, as I have read a lot of, of books in this genre this year and love them all. So this was very very difficult. I have to say I, I kind of waffled back and forth on this, um, but I eventually uh, decided to go with uh, the one closest to my heart, which is scalped. By Mr. Jason Aaron and uh, illustrated uh, for the most part by R. M. Guerra. Uh, and simply put, I mean, Scalped ended this year, so I, you know, this is the last time I can mm-hmm. I can pay homage to Scalped. I believe it has been in some way, shape, or form on every one of my eleven o'clocker ballots. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was my comic of the year last year, and uh, may have been my comic of the year before. But it's certainly one of my favorite books that's come out this year. And as I said, he wrapped up a wonderful 60-issue run this year. And um, for that reason, just because, again, I, I the other things I would have considered are still ongoing. Um, and although Parker the Score isn't ongoing, we're going to get more Parker. So I had to give it to Scout because, again, it's coming to an end. So
4: I dig it. Yeah.
1: Works I, for me.
0: Aside from Homeland Directive, which I don't. Not entirely sure that that came out in twenty twelve. I think.
3: I think it was last year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, then I only read one book that would fit into this category. So, um, and if this is the one book I read, I think my batting average with crime and mystery books is pretty damn good because <laughs> I gave it to uh, Parker the score. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's sometimes whenever the the obvious answer is the obvious answer. Right. <laughs> so I went with. Parker the score because it was an absolutely incredibly amazing hyperbolic yes over the top great fun crime story it was yeah. it was it was every it was everything of that genre that I want it to be it was it was 1960s uh, uh rat pack uh infused you know uh, awesome Fun prime stuff. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, I agree.
1: So the um, the the listeners, uh, seven percent of the vote went to Mind Management by Mr. Matt Kent, which again I think is fantastic. Uh, Just such a tough category for me. Uh, Fifteen percent of the vote went to Parker the Score, which three of the four of us uh, voted for. Uh, The runner up with eighteen percent of the vote was Scalped. Uh, and the winner, which I guess none of us uh I don't know, maybe just uh just fell a little short, was Fatal by uh Mr. Baker and Phillips. Um, and and I guess you could say that in a way they repeated. They they, they were the winner for Fatale this year and uh Criminal As the Innocents was the winner in this category mm. last year. Uh-huh. So Brubaker and Phillips are repeated, although they're repeated with a different comic. Yeah. So. I wanna
3: see them do something different. I feel like I'm Me getting, too. Uh, yeah you. Uh you know, it's um it's kinda like going to a really great restaurant but after about the fourth time you go and you realize that every entree tastes the same yeah
2: hmm. so you oh, I'm know
3: with I, you. I'm with you yeah i yeah. I, I think fatale
1: yeah. was was a, was a fine comic uh, yeah. but and I, I genuinely enjoyed it but I have to say that uh, to me it, it fell short of those other books my management Scalpton and uh, and um, and yeah. parker just because again it, it just' didn't, it felt a little bit you know, redundant or you know, yeah. repetitive, but but either I, way, I thought,
3: I th- yeah, I thought incognito was a nice departure from mm-hmm. uh, from criminal, but I thought yeah, f- uh, Fatale, fatal, oh. it yeah, it just it was good, but yeah, I I'm ready to see them do something different. Hmm. So,
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
3: I
1: wish I could be more original with this one, which is favorite horror book. Um, but I and I got again. I got to go with what you think is is deserving, and for me, um, since it's one of my favorite comics, period. I can't not give it the vote for its genre, and that's, uh, Scott Snyder and Rafael Albuquerque's, uh, and others, uh, American Vampire. Um, I have loved it ever since the first issue. I just adore the book. I have triple dipped on it. Um, I just, uh, I own artwork from it. it just, I, I love it. I just can't get enough of it. So I had to vote for it, American Vampire, and it's on hiatus right now, and it's, it's, um, I feel like a, uh, a crack addict that's stuck in a white room with a locked door <laughs> <laughs> uh, for it to, uh, to, to come back. And it is coming back in 2013. So I, I eagerly await that, but, uh, I think it's as close to, to comics perfection as is on the stand. So
0: that's nice. no shame. It's good. Um, good. my favorite horror book takes place in a universe where death is the least of your concerns. um, there is always the the ever present risk of being uh, raped by a a, a dirt tiller, <laughs> or or having you know a a small animal uh, shoved up your bum. I, I am of course talking about crossed badlands. Of <laughs> course, uh, Garth Ennis, Jamie Delano, David Lapham, David Hein, Simon Spurrier, great art by Jason Burroughs, Leandro Rizzo. George uh, Duarte, Eduardo Viena, and my favorite, uh, Raul Caceres. I adore Cross Badlands. It is so disturbing. That's where the horrifying part comes (laughs) in, in just the level of carnage uh, per page. It is just... I would not want to be uh, responsible for anyone other than myself in this world, and that's where the scary part comes in. I mean, it's just... um, it's nasty, nasty stuff. I love every every page of it. <laughs> I do. Goofball.
3: Uh, this is uh, my second nod for uh, for a Mike Norton uh, drawn comic uh, from uh, from the. Uh, Twisted Mind of uh, Tim Sealing, Mike Norton came. Uh, I, I think one of the best uh, best new comics of 2012, and that is Revival from Image Comics, and it is uh, a what do they call it? A rural noir is how yeah. they describe it, but yeah, it's it's a horror comic. It's a funny. Horror comic. If you're like an Evil Dead two fan, you'll probably enjoy the hell out of Revival. Uh, it's uh, uh, it is set in Tim and Steve Seely's hometown, so it's very authentic in its in its setting and uh, and about uh, about a town where uh, dead people come back and um, uh, not as zombies, but as them and um and and death is elusive and there are creepy ghost creatures running around and it focuses on the media and uh uh a lot of of you know the modern social uh you know social media as as well as uh, as this uh great Upper Midwest horror story. So, Revival is is a book that uh, that I that I hope uh, I hope people are reading because uh, wouldn't surprise me if uh, if you see it in uh, in in other media at some point. It's got that kind of appeal to it.
4: Very cool. Uh, mine. Well, I, I gotta echo Jason. Uh, I kind of got really into American Vampire uh, over the past few months, and uh, it it really did. Freak me out. I mean, there were some arcs where I turned the page and things I didn't expect to see. I saw, and and Albuquerque's art just really takes you there. It, it it's 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 pretty cool package, but it 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 freaks me the
0: fuck out. Mm-hmm. No they throw doubt. kids into wood chippers in that book. <laughs>
1: So, uh, think probably the only time it's getting mentioned tonight, uh, other than our joke earlier, um, the third runner up in the listener category <laughs> with 9% of the vote was The Walking Dead, which, uh, <laughs> it seems like a long time ago that it was, you know, pretty much a universal pick. I'm pretty much sure it's, it ran away with this category two years ago. Um, there was a tie for second runner up between American Vampire and Revival, two of our nominees. Uh, in second place, um which I believe, David, you were considering for a while, but yeah. changed, uh, Rachel Rising by Mr. Terry yes. Moore. Yeah. Uh, and The Winner, um, which is, again, another book that I know Chris and I in particular hold near and dear to our hearts, but uh, I guess didn't make the cut this year for us, but did for the audience. The winner is Lock and Key with 18% of the vote. Um, so yeah, and, and the yeah. winner last year was Animal Man um, with 17% of the vote, so it's a definitely diverse category.
3: It, uh, I have a I have a feeling uh, Lock and Key will come back next year on our on our votes because they're it's the end game. So it's the last, the last. Yeah, I was going to uh,
1: say. I, right. I mean, right not to get too far into it, but I agree with you. I think the reason I didn't consider it this year is not to say that Lock and Key wasn't great, but I, I just this was the penultimate chapter. Yeah. In, and and we are getting the finale this coming this year, which which I think will be amazing. So yeah, amazing. And,
3: and 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 Rachel Rising, it's it's fantastic. The no yeah. no yeah no problem mm-hmm. agreeing with that. It's yeah. great.
0: Mm-hmm. Vincenzo, look at this. I'm up for favorite original graphic novel.
1: Yeah, you are. A
0: Lot of strong contenders in this category for me. This this one took me the most time um, to uh, come to a conclusion. The uh, forerunner right to the very end was Chris Ware's Building Stories, an incredible achievement. But in the end, I went with the book that uh, touched me um, in all the right places, Mm -hmm. both uh, emotionally and I would like to say spiritually. I chose Krishna, A Journey Within by uh, Abhishek Singh published by image comics if you want to hear more about it go two episodes back yep and i talk about it there uh it's just nice. a, an explosion of gorgeous color and design great draftsmanship uh, masterful um storytelling it it's it's a uh how-to for life and if you follow the uh the tenets of the book you'll do really well and for everyone around you so just go read that shit How about that? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a breast in a bag though, so it's not as good as (laughs) Cross. Go ahead. Um,
3: Yeah, my this is always such a such a hard category because there's great great OGNs that come out, and I'm sure we've all forgotten a hundred great ones, or or we'll come back to and and find uh, new to you. Category winners uh, in 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 years in the future. Uh, my favorite OGN from this year is from a, a long time uh, EOC favorite and and a guy that's going to pop up. Uh, in categories later on tonight, uh, the Underwater Welder by Jeff Lemire was was my favorite OGN this year. It was just a, an absolutely gripping and uh, emotionally vibrant uh, book. It's, it it did what Jeff is so good at, and that is um, finding this this isolation of a character and and focusing on that and drawing you into their world and whether you like them or not, you become very compassionate to uh to, to their mindset and where they are. And uh yeah, he just he does that that sparse um desperation so so well and then you then you mix in his um really atmospheric inky art style that is absolutely unique. Um and and I just uh, I, I adore every time I open up one of his one of his books and and, and see how he expresses himself as an artist. And uh and it just uh, it blows me away that he has been able to find the commercial success that he has because uh he's a unique voice and that doesn't always happen. So underwater welder, my, my OG end of the year. Nice.
4: Uh I uh i'm going back to uh parker the score yeah again. you are it's just it, it's and it won't be the last time tonight it uh it it kills me that that you know i have to wait i i got to the end of the hunter and you know coming in 2011 i was like crap and then you get to the end of the outfit and, and again and and now here we are and i have to wait for the next book but it is so worth it and and i the score was has been my favorite of the three so far and and the fourth book will have a lot to, to, to live up to but i i think it was even though it's an adaptation it it was to me the perfect ogn for me this year
1: and i won't bel- i won't belabor the point I, I i voted for the same thing as david I, I just think uh just was masterful and and um my favorite of the three so um mm-hmm. Enough said. David, David summed it up for me. I won't, I won't belabor it. It just was amazing. Um, so uh, the the third runner-up in this category, which is one I, I have not read, but I'm really interested in reading uh, and hope to rectify this soon. The Now of Brown, which got 7% of the vote. Um, the second runner-up, which frankly, had it won, I would have disqualified. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, 10% of our listeners voted for A Tale of Sand. And that came out in 2011, so I I don't know why everyone voted for it this year. I think because it came out really late in 2011, and I'm guessing most people bought it in 2012 early, so they got confused. But nevertheless, I'm always willing to give an awesome nod to That Amazing Work by Ramon Perez. Uh, The runner-up was Parker the Score, and the winner with a full 32% of the vote was uh, Chris's uh, choice, The Underwater Welder by Mr. Jeff Lemire. And last year's winner, which was also my choice for – OGN, and comic of the year, which was Infinite Kung Fu. So, God damn, that was a good book. All right, Chris, you're up, buddy. Your favorite category, dude. That's why I had you go oh. first. <laughs> <laughs> favorite
3: superhero comic. <laughs> what did I pick? Come on, um, in, there, them, in me having you go first. I I know because this, this is a hard year for me, guys. You should have left the one week. Uh, um, fa- what wh- where is my what what did I do? Favorite, which one is it? <laughs> there it is. Okay. Okay. I did not pick amazing. Oh yeah. No, I picked one that I liked. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I guess he's a, I, gu- I guess he's a superhero. Yes. I pretty I pretty much stopped reading Marvel in DC this year, uh, because I just wasn't being entertained. But people told me that Winter Soldier was really good and I'm like, eh, okay, I'll give it a try.
4: It was really good. I liked it. I'm glad you listen to people. and,
2: and yeah. Hosts, <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. Um, so I read it.
3: Know? I read it, and it's it's my favorite superhero book. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm sticking with. That's hot.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, I uh, I'm I'm gonna be true to form. I I went with Amazing Spider-Man because I, I just think Slot's been killing it, and and it's um, Peter's life's been going okay and and you know it's just there over the course of the year, I mean and 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 the threads that slot was weaving it, it it all came to a head at, at the end of the year and it, it just uh, it just been a really fun superhero book. If, if someone says superhero to me, that's the first book I think of as I'm reading throughout the year.
1: I went with one of the only – one of only two DC books that I'm continuing to read on a monthly basis, and that is Wonder Woman by uh, Missus Brian Azzarello, and uh, Cliff Chang. Uh, it is we, – we've, we've reviewed this book, I think, at least on two episodes in depth, um, so I, I won't go too much into it, but I just think that they have told a – they've taken a Wonder Woman and, and made her really interesting, given her a different spin – Um, you know they've incorporated a lot of the classic Greek mythology but did it in really interesting ways they've modernized it Uh, I just think the book looks great it reads great it's paced well Um, I eagerly anticipate every issue so um, in spite of being a Marvel zombie um, I got to give DC the uh, the uh, the nod here it's just uh, it's definitely my favorite and most uh, anticipated superhero book of, of the year so nice
0: Uh, Like Chris, my uh, Marvel and DC boats have sailed this year. Um, I don't care where they go. But uh, the one superhero book I did continue to read, and I'll tell you, this book was a challenger for uh, Book of the Year, too. Uh, Our favorite ongoing, which is Book of the Year for me. Um, I went with Morrison and Burnham and Irving and companies, Batman Incorporated. Because it's great. Respect. Yes, it's a great book, and it's it. Well, it, it it's got to be. It's the only book that continues to draw me in at, at uh, the big two, the only title.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is a great book, and I don't read that one in issues. I do read it in trade. But, uh,
0: but I double uh, dip. That's how good it is. You demand. Yeah.
1: So, listeners, uh, this is a category that uh, you know there's a diverse group because hey, let's be honest. I mean. In spite of our commentary, superhero comics still are the top-selling comics and and still make up a huge chunk of what people read. Uh, With 8% of the vote, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, With 9% of the vote, just edging it out, Wolverine and the X-Men. With 11% of the vote, and I'm actually surprised, I thought David would go with this, uh, Daredevil. Uh, Mark Waid seems to have really re-energized people's love for that book. And with 29% of the vote and another repeat champion from last year, would be, uh, Messieurs Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Batman, which is the other DC book that I buy on a monthly basis. So,
4: uh, kudos. Nice. David. Favorite adventure comic. Uh, this was for me, uh, it was close to being Daredevil, but I, I went with, uh, I went with Hawkeye. It just, it, it came out swinging. I, I, Gave it a shot because other people really enjoyed it. Um uh, it was uh it it just and there is adventure in it. It's not I mean it's it's basically Clint's days off from the Avengers and, and even then he's still you know, he's shooting arrows out of moving cars or falling out of hotel windows and, and, and there's just there's a lot going on. So uh it I've been very surprised. I'm enjoying Fraction's work on it and, and Aja and uh and Polito have been uh have been doing stellar work on the book. Good choice, bro.
1: Thanks, bro. <laughs> um so I went a little bit different direction. Uh, I said I thought this was the uh the year of Brandon Graham, and for me, uh I had to go with profit. You know, you take a nineties cable esque clone, you know, book by extreme, and you reboot it by giving it to one of the more avant-garde, you know, indie comics creators, uh, working today, and he completely, he somehow manages to keep the book in quote-unquote canon with what happened back in the nineties, but yet put it completely on an entirely different plane of existence. And, uh, I just, I have adored this book. It's, it was a surprise. Uh, it, it's, it continues to be exemplary. It's, uh, again, one of those books that's wildly creative, clearly Graham thinks about things in a way that very few other people do. And, um, the art's been awesome. It's been a rotating group of artists, but they all have the kind of a similar aesthetic. So yeah, that's, that's definitely my adventure book of the year. Profit respect the deck.
0: My choice should come to no surprise to anyone who's been listening to this show from the beginning. I've been harping on the merits of this book. Uh, Actually, it's uh, a pair of interlocked series uh, masterminded by the criminally underrated Ian Flynn, also written by Tracy Yardley, art by Jamal Peppers, Tracy Yardley, Stephen Butler, (coughs) inks by Terry Austin. You even get to look at John Workman's lettering in the Mm next book. I am, of course, talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and its uh, companion title, Sonic Universe. Yes. They they will start an arc in Sonic that will, uh, they'll pull a character from it and investigate them in Sonic Universe. The book book goes back and forth between the two series. It's amazing. Disregard the fact that it's, quote, funny animals. Read it. It is some of the best comics being made today. Take it away. I'm going to go pee while you guys do this. Nice, right. nice.
3: I'm glad he wants to stick around and hear what I have to say. I oh, <laughs> uh, gotta pee. Uh, yeah, uh, I. I talked about it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go get another beer in a minute. I talked about it last week, I think. Uh, this is such a such a wide open category. Could have easily been the Six Gun. Could have could have easily been Saga. Could have easily been a uh, hundred different adventure comics. But uh, really enjoyed the hell out of look at a younger Conan from. Mm-hmm. Brian Wood and uh, and Becky Clinton with uh, Conan uh, and the Queen of the Black Coast. It's uh, volume thirteen out of Dark Horse's relaunched Conan series, so you can pick that up in hardcover. Uh, really, um, really cool look at uh, like I said, a younger Conan. We we're used to seeing um, the the fully-grown you know King Conan, the the fully um, uh, mature. Um, barbarian warrior, and this is, this is Conan at, at an earlier time in his life where he's a little impressionable, uh, not as worldly, um, still a hell of a warrior and a force of nature, but, um, still a different younger look and, uh, absolutely, uh, enjoyed the heck out of it. I know, um, um, some folks didn't necessarily like Becky Clinton's character design because it wasn't the big hulking, Conan, the you know the Frazetta, um, uh ideal that we've that we've come to know the the Schwarzenegger depiction of Conan. It was a uh, a much more uh, I guess like you know um, trim you know almost lit uh, depiction of the character. But he's a younger he's a younger guy. He's in his probably in his early twenties. And uh, and I like the kind of young and dumb uh, Conan that's there. He's still learning. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so uh, so Conan and the Queen of the Black Post from Dark Horse was my favorite adventure comic. Very easily could have been uh, my favorite ongoing as well.
4: So, nice, nice. So, uh, go
1: ahead. No, you went you went first in that category, buddy, David. I did, I... Yeah, you were about to talk, but did you? Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. I sounded like you were about to give your answer, but you're already went. because I'm
4: already because I'm jumping ahead to sci-fi. I'm sorry.
1: Ah, see, you can't. I'm bad. Yeah, you're bad. It happens. Um, it does. The the listeners went with uh, a lot of the names we mentioned. Six um, percent of the vote, a tie between Adventure Time and Hawkeye. Seven percent of the vote, which again I wouldn't have actually consider this eligible for this category, but many of our listeners disagreed. Saga, seven percent of the vote. Ten uh, percent of the vote runner-up went to Chris's choice Conan the Barbarian which was an excellent comic excellent excellent Brian Wood almost got my vote for creator of the year partly on the basis of Conan didn't get it but it was close uh, and with 12% of the vote another repeat champ by the slimmest of margins went to Mr. Cullen Bunn and Brian Hertz, the Sixth Gun and congratulations to those guys as well on getting their uh, their, their title option for a movie
3: Yay! Yay. So, so that's awesome. I own the original art for the uh, the cover for <laughs> if you want. Yes, you so, do. Yep. You know, eBay it. that son bitch. Sell it. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so, next up, favorite sci-fi fantasy. And, look, you know, I could I could pretend to throw platitudes at lots of other books and say it was a great category, but this one was one of the ones that I really didn't think much of, uh, much about in terms of it was a runaway for me, and that is Saga. Um, Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples. They they came out this year. It was a highly anticipated book that more than lived up to the hype. It just crushed it. Um, I think it was perfect comics, and uh, I just uh, based on the fact that I know other 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 of my buddies have also voted for it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Perfect comics.
0: I have, yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. I'm going.
3: And, I'm going to get a beer. So if
1: it gets ahead.
0: to
3: me, yeah, same.
0: All right, uh, th- and that and Saga was in the running with me too. Uh, I read a lot of of sci-fi slash fantasy books. Um, this book surprised the hell out of me. Um, I think it is the best written uh, title ever featuring these characters. That's a big statement um but when you read it you'll understand why uh featuring a cast of favorites rodimus ultra magnus drift brainstorm ratchet rung swerve i'm talking about the transformers it's written by james roberts art by nick Roche and alex milney among others it's more than meets the eye it is an amazing title and you know i put it up against saga i'm not saying that it's better than saga but in the sci-fi cate- category for me it it is by far the winner it ama- you have this huge cast uh roberts gives every one of them unique believable believable voices what are you doing sorry and <laughs> it, 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 I, i'm i'm james roberts is a talent to watch he is just an amazing amazing writer and it's like i said my favorite transformers title to date and that's going back a ways yeah take it there you go
3: sorry i'm off mute, mute now we're getting late we're like we're, we're already a half hour after we're usually done recording so i'm getting a little itchy
0: oh well you gotta sacrifice for your audience brother sorry
3: sorry i thought I, I thought i was on mute i i apologize uh yeah saga it was really good
4: <laughs> yeah uh saga for me too it's uh i saga it, it really was it, it jason said it earlier and and yeah i mean so three of us picked it it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal
0: it is a big deal <laughs> it like is
1: you well, that's true it's fitting that the big deal of our show, David picks the big deal of the comics world saga. Makes sense. <laughs> so this was one, um, unlike most of the categories, where the listeners had a had a pretty big vote in one direction. Um, the second runner up, though, with eighteen percent, very respectable, the Manhattan Projects um, by Hickman and Patara, which I loved, um, and, and probably was my runner up in this category um number two which again I, I guess i voted my vote for um for the uh sci-fi fantasy uh my, my vote for the adventure comic was the runner-up in this category for the listeners for sci-fi fantasy and that's profit uh with 20 percent of the vote but 44 percent of the listeners who voted uh voted for saga so um yeah. and can you guys guess what won last year I wouldn't have no. remembered had I not done the, the no. tabulations. Omac. Omac won this this gone too soon. All
0: right, now I'm off. We're up. getting
1: to the big ones. We're getting to the big these are like the these are this is like at the point of the Oscars where you get to like best picture and best director yeah. and so we're getting to the big ones here. So. I'm so
0: glad you gave me this one. Okay. Um extremely stiff competition in this category for me. I could have gone with Nathan Fox, Paul Pope, Papi Capullo, Capullo. Mike Mike Huddleston, uh, Gabriel Hardman.
4: You're right. That's a good
0: one. But I didn't. Both of those are good. Sorry, but not to say that this man is better than you, but he has progressed (laughs) to a level where every line, every mark this de- guy makes makes me envious, like, as hell. He's an awesome storyteller. I think he's really come into his own with the book he's currently on. He's a handsome devil as well. I went with Chris Burnham. He, well, ba- he is handsome. For Batman Incorporated. He, yeah. he is astounding. He is. What he's doing on that book is just just amazing. Hopefully his
1: head isn't too big that he'll actually and, remember us. What are you going to uh, do?
0: I think he's great. Yeah. he is
3: yep now Chris might still be using the little boy's room oh no sorry yeah. I was just I was just slamming Burnout. said his ego's been huge for years no it's true yeah yeah he's it is true I love the death but yeah, he doesn't need any more platitudes oh, hey, um, he's you know, great. I, I, I've mentioned I've mentioned this guy uh, twice tonight in Vampire Boy and Space Man my favorite penciler uh, he could have been my favorite penciler inkler uh, whatever oh. Um uh, a little, uh, uh, awesome. uh, in uh Eduardo Rizzo is mm-hmm. yeah. awesome.
0: I expected
3: mm-hmm. you to say that. Yeah, yeah,
4: love Rizzo. Uh, oh, I, I had I had one all night, and and I changed it because I've been thinking about it. I haven't really seen her work as just pencils because she does ink and color her own work, so I can't. Give it to Fiona Staples. I did give it to Chris Omni. Look at you! You pulled an audible on me. I did. I All did. Right. I, 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 wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Nice. I thought you were going to give it to Stegman. I'm I'm surprised.
4: Ah, uh, that that's ten, well. Wow. We'll see how Superior goes because I wasn't. I he 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 didn't. I didn't. I didn't read his Fantastic Four run. Oh, that's so, right. and, yeah, and and, and, and Stegman doesn't segment
0: doesn't tuck David in at night, so no. that. Yeah, I have. I, you know, I
4: mean, he and somebody are fighting over me. <laughs> there is. Slap I, fight. she It's mine. So yeah. So there you go. This Chris, is I, I agonize over this one each
1: year. I mean, because again, you know, it's like I mean, this is to me like this is the this is the ultimate. You know, I mean, we the art is the the art is the is what makes comics comics right. I mean, like the you know as, as great as the writing is, it's the it's the, it's the illustrations that make comics special. So, um, but uh, Jim Chung only did one interior issue this year, so I couldn't vote for him <laughs> as much as I wanted to, or I would always look to. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I had to go somewhere else. But no, I, um, I went with Jerome Openia. Um, nice. And uh, it's it's so satisfying to me that guys like Remender and Openia and Hawthorne and and stuff are getting like bigger billing in the world, sort of catching on how awesome they are, but Um, look, you know, Pena has been a regular Marvel artist now for, for two plus years. He, uh, I think he did nine or 10 issues of uncanny X-Force this year. Um, and like I said, it's, 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 it's one of my favorite Marvel books. It's got my favorite characters. Um, I, I also, um, I'm dying to own a piece of, of art from this series and hopefully we'll rectify that in Chicago. But, uh, I just, you know, again, like I kind of, to me, this is like a visceral category. It's like, there's so many amazing artists and we read and, you know, basically in a, a penciler does one book a month. So, you know, they're really, we, we are exposed to, you know, hundreds of artists a year. Um, so I'm, I'm always trying to like go with who's the one that like makes me like giddy when I look at the page. And that's and Opeña this year. I just, I look at his stuff and I just, just, I pour over it and I love it and it sticks with me. So he gets the, he gets the nod. It's hard category. It is. It is. Uh, one second. Sorry. um, and so, for the audience, um, uh, the the second runner-up was Openia, five percent of the vote. The uh, runners-up tie was uh, Chris Burnham and Fiona Staples, and the another back-to-back winner, a repeat performer, um, with sixteen uh, percent of the vote, Poppy Capullo of Batman okay. fame. Which is hugely deserving. I think a couple of us voted for Capullo last year. Two or three of us did. Yeah. So I mean, he uh, he's amazing, and and I just uh, I guess feel like for me the the Batman like that that was like such a zeitgeist last year that although it's still great this year, it just didn't feel like as significant to me. So I, I, that's probably why I didn't give him as much. But but it's still they, amazing.
0: They killed it with the crossover.
3: Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah. A little bit. But but that's no slight on Capullo what he's
2: doing. No,
0: of course yeah. not. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Christ. And uh, you know, uh, I I need to send out an, op- an honorable mention because I think there's a guy that absolutely came into his own and will look back as you know, it's like wow, he really this was this was him coming out a- as a force, and that's Mike Huddleston. Yeah, yeah. definitely a huge yep. definitely. huge year for Huddleston. No and- yeah. don't he needs to be mentioned in, in in the in the end of year wrap up
1: let's um, find a way to put butcher Baker into my my categories I didn't really know how to categorize it, but i yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but he
3: man, he leveled up big time this year um one of Chicago's own. Uh, the next category is uh, favorite writer artist that does it all, and this is uh, this is almost uh, almost as hard to pick out as uh, as favorite penciler because there are so many great um, uh, auteurs out there that uh, that do it all, and um, a guy that I I, I think is kind of universally adored on the show um, from his work um, uh, even before Godzilla. Uh, with Orkstain. Uh it's a guy that uh, guy that he writes, he draws, he, he inks. It's, it's it's just it's it's the whole kit and caboodle with this guy, and it's always unique. And uh, uh, his ability to world build is is right there with the best of them, and that's James Stokoe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's my it's my do it all guy this year.
4: Can't argue with. Yes. Uh, I, uh, uh, as far as an ongoing that I read, that's written and drawn by the same person I went with, uh, I went with Rachel Rising and Terry Moore. It's, it's, that's, I love the work he's doing on the book and, and it's, um, he, yeah, I mean, every six weeks, new issue and it's still, there's no, there's no slowdown, there's no, there's no inconsistency. It, it still looks and reads great each issue in and out, so. I had to go with Terry Moore.
1: Also one of my favorites of all time. Um, for me, I, this is where I, I, I needed to find a spot for him, and this is where it seemed to make the most sense, and that's I had to give this one to, uh, to Darwin Cook. Um, in addition to the much-discussed Parker the Score, um, I had to also, I think, what put him over the top for me this year was also his work in Before Watchmen <laughs> Minutemen. Um, and Minutemen. And, and also, frankly, he, he was really the creative editor, if you will, of the entire Before Watchmen um line, the imprint which 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 I think is we can all agree was was a very controversial thing and it could have gone totally off the rails. And I think it was Cook's uh hand in both picking the the creators to do the works uh and sort of steering the creative vision that, that really made it I thought quite good. So um I thought Before Watchmen Minutemen was terrific. Um it looked great, it read great. <laughs> I think it was very evocative of... Uh, it felt very much like it was from the same universe of of Moore's Watchmen. Uh, and, you know, as we said, Parker the Score is just a tremendously awesome OGN. So I just... Cook gets the nod over, over several other very deserving candidates for me.
0: Yeah. Tough category. But uh, ultimately, I went with the man whose stuff looks and reads like uh, captured transmissions from another universe. There's no... Voice out there like his, uh, he's he fascinates me. He disturbs me, uh, and I just want more of his stuff. And uh, for me, Michael DeForge is uh, my favorite writer artist. Incredible, nice. incredible talent. Yep,
1: you love the DeForge. I do. Um, the the listeners went with uh, um, who certainly was a consideration for me. Matt Kent with nine percent of the vote. Um, tying as a runner up with 13% of the vote was, uh, Brandon Graham and Terry Moore. Uh, and the winner, again, another repeat winner. We're getting into a long list of repeat winners here. Um, uh, back to back years for, uh, our buddy Jeff Lemire. Uh, so huge congrats to him on the win as well as repeating. That's a uh, impressive considering how many other guys are, are sort of do it all. And, and he's managed to win the category in two, two years straight. So huge congrats to him.
4: Oh, my favorite new comic. That oh, started yeah. in 2012. It, <laughs> uh, I mentioned it earlier. It it it, it really is. It it's Arthur Armstrong. I it's just it it's consistently entertaining and and I just think that uh, it's it's only going to get better and it started off great, it started off real strong. So I I'm alone for the ride.
1: Uh props. Yeah, I I um great great book no no doubt about it but since i didn't even make it my top valiant book when we talked about valiant i I can't say that i voted for it uh for me this was not close um there were a lot of great new books this year but like i said comics perfection saga it it, it debuted this year it's it's fucking incredible I, i i just uh it's one of those books i know it's widely it's like the popular vote to talk about saga but i think it's it's sometimes the popular vote is the legitimate vote i think it's uh it deserves all the all the kudos it's gotten, so it's my vote. Yep.
0: My favorite book, favorite new book, uh, is Profit. Uh, for all the reasons Jason detailed a couple of minutes back, it's just fantastic. And wholly unexpected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never thought never I thought know. they'd be able to pull anything <laughs> off like this with Profit. Yeah, but it's yeah. a it's a great book.
3: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Archer and Armstrong. It's awesome yeah it is it's it, i've loved every issue it uh it harkens back to the uh to the original uh series which was it's you know something that a lot of people hold in in high regard as they should but it's a it's an updated modern view it's funny it's exciting it's it's uh adventurous it's what comics should be and uh yeah some some good competition There was some good series good news series out there but uh, yeah i found myself kind of grinning ear to ear as i was reading that this year so nice uh and i, and I already gave revival an award so that is true
1: uh, Hawkeye and my Management took home the second-place runner-up tie. Uh, Manhattan Projects was the runner-up with uh, a respectable 9% of the listener vote. But the runaway winner here, 46, 46% of the vote, no surprise, uh, BKV and Fiona Staples' saga. Uh, and uh, talk about how, how quickly we forget. Um, Daredevil and Animal Man were the uh, tie for first place of this category last year. So
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. They do love their Jeff Lemire, don't they? We love our Jeff Lemire. Well, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, favorite writer. Now we're getting into the really hard ones. I mean, uh, I changed my vote on this like five times. I And I even put on Twitter today that I was still not sure who I was going to vote for. It's, it, this, is, this was a tough one for me. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when the proverbial dust settled, I gave it to Jonathan Hickman. Um and again I think there were a half dozen guys that I could have easily made a case for but for me it came down to a combination of the, the more distance I get from the end of his Fantastic Four and FF run the more I think genuinely is deserving of consideration as one of the best FF runs of all time right up there with Burns run behind the Lee Kirby stuff Um I think it was fantastic and it stuck with me and I remember reading it like it was yesterday and it's been eight or nine months. So I, I combining that with Manhattan Projects, which um, although it seemingly was like the the bridesmaid in a lot of categories for me, I didn't vote for it directly for anything we've talked about, but it was like second or third in a lot of categories. Um, and, and I just think it's terrific. And then you just throw on top of that secret – and uh, I just, I think uh, I just have to give the slightest of edges in terms of writing this year to Hickman. Um, and you could have picked another five or six guys, and I wouldn't have argued. But he gets my vote.
0: Hmm. I overwrote my initial choice a number of times, and then ultimately settled on that um, first uh, person that popped into my head when when thinking of uh, my favorite writer. He is also the man responsible for creating my favorite cast of characters. Oddly enough, uh, it's Daryl Gregory, the writer of the Planet of the Apes ongoing for Boom. Uh, I think I don't. I, I'm confident this is not the last time you're going to be hearing that name thrown around on these eleven o'clockers. He's he's just so damn good. That's...
3: yeah. Um. There's a very very short list of writers that uh, don't um, don't screw up um, that don't uh, uh, don't put out work that that leaves you kind of scratching your head and saying uh, that may have you know should probably have been an abortion. Um, there's and, and and that's what I mean. there there's a lot of work that goes out there. It's like okay, you know what? It's you know, Morrison. Morrison is a writer that. Um, you know what? Yeah, uh Valiant attempt probably shouldn't made it to, to print. It's it's glad to see you experimenting, but you know, sometimes things need to stay in the lab. There's very few writers that um consistently everything they put out is is fit to print. Um Alan Moore is one of those guys. Um uh, in in you know today's comics, I think Jason Aaron is one of those guys. Jason very very rarely takes a misstep. Uh, my favorite writer and a guy that um, you may not like everything that he puts out, but there's always a plan. It's always well thought out. The dialogue is always impeccable, and it's it's always quality and. Um, that never ever changes. Um, and he's unique. His, his voice is, whenever you read his comic, you know he's reading, that you are reading one of his comics. And that's Brian Azzarello. Mm-hmm. And he is, the, he is, I think, uh, by today's standards, he's, he's at the mountain. And, and, and all due respect to, to Jason with, with Hickman, um, Hickman's great. His highs are really high. Hickman still takes the, you know, he uh, takes the occasional tumble. And that's because he's a risk taker, which I absolutely adore. But Azzarillo very, very rarely ever stumbles. And he didn't stumble this year at all.
4: Nice. I I went with the guy who uh, finished up, concluded his Punisher Max run. He uh, finished his Incredible Hulk run. He... Is writing Wolverine and the X Men. He just started writing Thor, God of Thunder. Uh, everything that I've read by him has been solid, and, and that's Jason Aaron. Yeah. And yet, you didn't mention his best work because I I know I'm just teasing, you, but I'm first. saying it's like I know uniform, that's it's like I, it's like, yeah it's like the just Marvel work, but it's like but yeah I know I I, I know scalped is is a big um is a big mistake in, in my uh i i have the first trade it's something i would like to go back to so i'll, I'll uh, Aaron Aaron it,
3: Aaron's Aaron scalped is like Azarillo's 100 bullets it's yeah. once you read that work you understand them as writers that much more and right. yeah so um and believe me Jason Aaron yeah it's i'll i'll revisit him in just a little bit so
1: well i agree with both of you guys in the sense that like to me Jason Aaron is the the current writer that that is mm-hmm. The most like Alan Moore and, and before anyone cringes, like as you, people that have listened to the show know, I think Alan Moore is like on his own pedestal mm-hmm. and is, so I'm not saying he's at that level. What I'm saying is in the sense that, like Chris said, Aaron has been able to jump genres and tones. He's done humor. He's done gritty. He's done depressing. He's done, you know, straight out action superhero and he's done them all well, you know, and, and that's that's a rarity. Um, the reason I, I and I think I voted for him last year. Um, I just I, I didn't. It's kind of funny that David didn't mention Scout. The reason I didn't vote for Aaron this year is because I didn't really read a lot of the stuff that he did this year. I didn't read his Incredible Hulk run. Uh, I didn't read uh, – um, uh, I have not I, I have all the Thor issues, but I haven't read them yet. So I just – I couldn't really give him the nod this year because I just haven't experienced his work. And And I – you know, I just, uh, I, I kind of forgave all of these guys, including Hickman and Aaron for AVX. I'm going to assume that that was just, uh, <laughs> they all basically just just had to contribute to where they could on that one. So, um, but Aaron was one of the runners up among the listeners, as you might expect, uh, with 11% of the vote. Um, Brian K. Vaughan, who again made his triumphant return with Saga this year, was, uh, uh, in the mix with 13%. Last year's winner, Scott Snyder, who had almost 40% of the vote last year, Um, came in as the runner-up this year with 15%, and the winner, uh, just slightly edging out Schneider by like two votes, was Jonathan Hickman with 16%. So, uh, there you go.
0: Vince. Nice. I'm up for favorite ongoing comic. Oof. Big doings. There is only one title that eclipsed this book in my mind, and that's the book I gave Comic of the Year. Um, But this, my favorite comic... A favorite ongoing was uh, written by Mr. Roger Langridge with art by Ken Wheaton, Vince Musashia, Bruce Ozella, and the amazing Tom Neely. I had to give it up for IDW's Popeye. Nothing spun my head around, uh, tickled the gooch, so to speak, uh, in 2012 <laughs> like Popeye. It's, just, it's a fantastic, amazing book. It's old-timey and contemporary uh, simultaneously. It is fantastic, and it sucks that it's going away, but at least we had it. It's a great book. It is. Yes.
3: Christopher, Chris. Oh, it's me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Hold on. So much pressure. Uh, favorite publisher. Shit. No. Uh, no. No, no. Favorite ongoing comic. <laughs> oh, favorite ongoing. Oh, God. It's getting late. Um, uh, uh, Fury Max. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I didn't That's know that good. was an ongoing, actually. That's cool. Yeah. it's well, It ain't stopped yet, has it? Okay. No, no totally. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Garth Ennis doing what Garth Ennis does, and that is writing the best war comics out there. And uh it's uh it's old Nick Fury banging hookers and recording a memoir of <laughs> of of him in the Cold War. It's awesome. I love nice every every freaking second of it. It's great.
4: Respect. Uh for me it's uh it's Daredevil. Um mm-hmm. yeah, Wade and Somni and, and, and Polito and and it's just been uh it's, it's your shit, dude. Yeah, no, I mean it it, it really has just been We've talked about it in the past. It's like there you know, we we can we can remember all the crap Matt's gone through and then we can try to forget Shadowland, things like that. But this mm-hmm. is just and a breath of fresh air and and it looks great, reads great. I am happy to be reading Daredevil again.
1: Nice. Uh for me it's 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 a it's a comic I also nominated in another category and that is American Vampire. Um Look, uh, scalped won my. This was I gave it to scalp last year. Scalps is over. Uh, American Empire was my runner-up last year, and uh, it gets it this year again. I just uh, I love the book so much. Um, it has there's there's nothing I, I there's nothing I dislike about the book. I love the art. Uh, I love the writing. I love the setting. I love the genre. Uh, I love that they they go they do time hopping. I just I think it's it's just amazing, and I I adore every issue. So I had to give it to it.
0: Nice. What did the listeners say? Wouldn't you like to know?
1: Um I I so, so uh well the 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 time for the second runner up was uh Manhattan Projects and Profit. Um the uh the runner up, which again, much like Scott Snyder, going from first to second in writer, uh his number one selling comic, Batman, went from last year's winner to this year's runner up. Although interestingly Last year it won with twelve percent of the vote this year it was runner up with seventeen percent of the vote um and that's because the winner uh was saga with twenty one percent of the vote so like yes. I said saga is gonna be getting mentioned a lot here as we wind out wind out the big categories Christopher.
2: favorite, favorite sure.
3: yes god, give me all the all the hard ones tonight um I don't know <laughs> uh honestly uh, honestly if, uh uh, you know, fanographics continues to do great original stuff as well as their uh, their uh, collected reprint editions. Uh, it, Image is the the ultimate in creator-owned work coming out these days. IDW is putting out um, amazing uh, amazing work. Uh, from you know, but their monthly stuff and and some of the finest art books on the market. So really hard choice. But um, you know, whenever I thought about it, it, really what is going to fuel this this industry and keep fresh ideas going is bringing in. Um, new creators, new and unknown creators with great ideas and great talent that are going to continue to bring new concepts and new properties and new stories to the market. And nobody, and I mean, nobody does that like Image does. And they continue to do it year in and year out. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, an oldie buddy goodie and, and say Image.
4: Nice. Uh, okay. I, um, I, I'm going with the uh, the publisher that I've read everything that they published last year, and uh, and that's the main reason because I really can't say that about any other publisher or not that that should make them one's favorite publisher. But I am going with Valiant because they they came out strong, and I I have not been disappointed even when I read a read a title where a character or two annoys the hell out of me I still am enjoying what I'm reading so uh, makes it Valiant
1: Uh, Valiant had a great resurgent year Um, but for me uh, I gotta echo Chris I I didn't I just think
5: if I wasn't gonna give
1: it to him this year I don't know when I would ever give it to him and that's Image Uh, I just think that uh, they fucking had an incredible year I mean in addition to the stuff that they they already always put out, like the you know, the, the evergreen stuff like Walking Dead and Invincible and the like. I mean they had they got Hickman back with, with a bunch of stuff, most notably Manhattan Projects. They got again Ryan K. Vaughn back with Sar Morrison.
3: Morrison. Uh, yep, they got Morrison back to you know,
1: Luther Strode, you know, you chew, which is amazing. They got Brubaker to come over from Icon du do Fatale, they got, you know, the Wild Children, they got Seely and Norton's Revival, um Butcher Baker. Butcher Baker, they got, you know, Black Kiss 2, which, you know, Shaken Ch- hasn't looked that good in, in, in ages. You got Prophet and Glory and Thief of Thieves and Jake Ellis and Savage Dragon and Spawn. I just, Spawn. to me, I said Spawn, I just said Spawn.
0: Yeah, I know, I'm just echoing it.
1: To me, it's just in terms of breadth and depth and and, and like an all-star cast of creators, you'd, you'd want to read them do anything. I just, uh, I don't know. To me, this was an image year, man. They just, they crushed it. And then they topped it all oh, off the end of the year off. by... True, I forgot about that. They no, topped they it all off both. at the end. I said, "I, you know, I don't know, <laughs> get too drunk? To hear me?" Um, they topped it off at the end of the year with a cherry by hiring Ron. So you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. but man, it's a
0: hell! It's a hell of a cherry.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I broke with tradition this year. I think I have voted for image every year since we've begun this thing. Yes. Yeah, you okay, can go back and, yeah. you can go back you and you check.
1: Vote for not vote for Image, I, image. I'm not they deserve go back Yeah, I
0: did not go with Images <laughs> here. I went for the publisher that wowed me the most uh, over the course of the 12 months. That was 2012, and I gave it to IDW. Yeah, I can see it. Can see it. Not only for their magnificent Artist Edition yeah. series, their Craig Yeo series of archival Yeo. horror and uh, other comic reprints, um and come on let's not i'm not going to mince words not the least of which is popeye uh, popeye was a big deal for me last year it, it, it's an amazing comic i gave it for mars attacks i gave it for james Stoko and the godzilla half century war i gave it for the uh, the godzilla ongoing and kiss and the transformers and it, they just put out books that i cannot wait to read they may not be highbrow but i don't give a shit they please me and and like I said nobody has pleased me more than IDW yeah
1: it's totally nope. legit man. I mean IDW had a great year um, and they were the they were in the hunt they had 7% of the listener vote um, Marvel had 8% which ain't hey, hey Marvel is cool um, ah. Vali- Valiant had 11% of the vote
3: boy is that uh, telling when Valiant is scoring higher than Marvel in our Listener,
1: port. well, and let's be fair. I mean, our listeners kind of you know, our, our listeners are much more diverse, they're in smart, 100%. they're smart. Smart. Yeah. smart,
0: yeah. But, and, but nothing and, uh, captures and, and the, the attention the, like the new, you know. Mm-hmm. And Valiant was, was new last year, the
1: so. biggest runaway of all smart. 27 categories with 62% <laughs> of the votes. Um, and I think more almost 100 votes went in its favor. Uh, was image, nice, right. so, well deserved. Uh, and and, yes. and just talking about interesting dichotomy, right. Um, DC won this category last year with fifty eight percent of the vote. And they yeah. got less than five percent of the vote this year. So DC you better straighten up, straighten well, The Chuck didn't clear. That's what
0: happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> David, second to last. If were, if the two, if, yeah, if there were two cat these are the two this is best picture and, and best director. This is the two sort of categories above all categories the 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 piece de resistance david's gonna lead us
4: off i, I am honored to lead off with the uh, creator of the year uh, yeah i was um i struggled a little bit and and it, again going back through my list and and uh, there was one one name that that popped out at me and um again because of the strength of uh Of the outfit, and and it's Darwin Cook. I know, you know, it was, it was, um, I'm sorry, yes, Scorpta. Um, it (laughs) was, uh, it, I, I know I did not read any of the before Watchmen stuff, but I know that, you know, listening to you guys, the, the Minutemen book was, was great, and, and just overall, I, I, uh, I like his work, and if he's going to do something, I'm gonna pay attention to it. I may not, may not be on board with it, I may not, read it but he he has he has my attention and um and the score was just it it, better than what came before he did a great job with it and uh looking over all the other creators i've talked about tonight he uh he's the one that i felt just had it with 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 that one book i really enjoyed he he was my creator of the year Mm
2: -hmm.
1: this was a hard one for me um and, I, again, I think much like with Ryder, I, I changed my vote on this like four or five times in the spreadsheet. Um, and 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 I didn't formally decide who I was going to vote for until like dinner time tonight um, and finally made peace with that I was picking the right guy. And that is uh, – uh jeff lemire you know who's who's a friend of ours admittedly so but but i didn't you know just choose him for that i mean i, I really thought about it and i thought what to me does creator of the year mean and it's it's to me that that category needs to like transcend just the the guy that i've enjoyed their work that year the most but it's like who do i think the year was about you know in comics like who who do i think had the year and for me that's where jeff got the the he kind of got the tilt over some of the other guys i was considering um he had his you know is, is much anticipated OGN in the Order Welder, which I thought was terrific. He finished up um, a, you know, multi-year run at Vertigo with Sweet Tooth, and I thought he really finished it on, on a high note. But on top of those two own things, which I think are what really got us interested in Jeff in the first place, this was the year I think he went from being a guy who was getting to do DC Comics to being a guy that was identified as being one of DC's go-to guys. Um you know, Animal Man, Frankenstein, JL Dark. Uh he's been handed the reins of a couple other titles going into this year. And if you just sort of look at the narrative of like the year, it seems that DC started looking at him as 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 right with, if not, you know, slightly under, but right alongside, you know, Jeff Johns and Scott Snyder as a guy that they're looking to help craft their universe. Um and they've even had him weigh in on other younger writers to jump into the fray. And so you know, I just think this was Jeff's year, you know, where he got to finally ascend to a much deserving place in the industry where he's getting to basically pick and choose, you know, the projects he wants to do, both on a you know, a big two level as well as continue to do his own stuff. And um so I you know, I, I after much soul searching, I happily give that award to Jeff for the year.
0: Nice. nice. Well, well deserved. Well, I gave him I gave him I
1: the I had a red. Shit, shit. You got your, You got to hold off. We can't let you. It's creator of the year. We can't let you. Uh, Chris, go ahead. No, let him do it. No,
3: he's crackling. No, I'm joking. I know. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna echo. Huh. Toy boat. Uh, I'm going to echo a lot of the things that you said about Jeff, but with a Marvel creator that we've talked about um, had um, kind of his magnum opus. Uh, come to uh, a really fitting conclusion this year. Um, ascended to be one of the go-to guys at uh, at the big two company that he worked at. Um, continues that everything that he writes, kind of like I said about Rizzo, everything he writes, it's got a plan. It's well thought out. You know that um, stuff isn't getting mailed in unless it's AVX, and that would that would be Jason Aaron um he continues to be one of the guys that uh I hope doesn't get taken for granted because everything he does is good and so when you when you do that sometimes sometimes you um you get yeah. taken for granted and uh um everything that Jason works on is is good and if not great and 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 a lot of the times it's great so uh Jason Aaron um, uh, he's gotta win it sometime, so he's my creator of
0: the year. <laughs> respect my good
2: yep yes,' very good
0: okay. My guy had an incredible year every time up at bat knocked it out of the park. uh I voted for him not well as much for the stuff um he produced uh as well as the transformative effect he is having on comics along with his contemporaries James Stoko and Michael DeForge this guy is changing he's he's capturing attention he's getting noticed and his style of storytelling is 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 leaving a wake that a lot of people are picking up on uh, King City multiple warheads profit mm. I gave it to Brandon Graham because mm. um, as far as a um, unique voice out there yeah, he's he's way 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 uh into the stratosphere. This guy, you're gonna look back in in a bunch of years, and Brandon Graham is gonna be responsible for a a sea change in the way comics are made. I can dig it. Yeah.
1: Um, our our listeners have a lot of different ways to slice this. Uh, getting five percent of the vote was a three-way tie between Mark Wade, Jeff Lemire, and Jason Aaron. Uh, holding down nine percent of the vote by himself, Mr. Jonathan Hickman, uh, holding down twelve percent of the vote, and again a runner-up in this category, just as he was in Best Writer, um, a- a having won it last year, is Mr. Scott Snyder. He uh, so you know again he's he's still hanging in there as one of the top dogs. He just didn't quite he fell a little short this year of winning the category back to back, and we had a tie actually uh, for first place with thirteen percent of the vote. Uh, and that was Vince's uh, choice, Mr. Brandon Graham, yeah, yeah. along with uh, the author of Saga, Mr. Ryan K. Vaughan. So, nice. much love. Um, the, the final category, um, the best picture, if you will, Comic of the Year, the book that we hold above all else for the year. Um, for me, again, you know, I think a, as we tallied these votes, I thought it was a great year for comics. I really thought there were a tremendous amount of books, you know, um, uh... In a way, it was a um, a uh, a re-energizing year for me, you know, because um, it's probably a year that I read the fewest superhero books of my of my lifetime, and yet I think it may have read the the as many great books as I've read in a long time, at least since we've done the show. Um, but but all that said, to me, I, I didn't really have to sweat this one. Um, it's Saga. I, I have to have to give it to Saga. I just think, you know, again they. Uh, Vaughn came back with with an idea, and I just cannot wait to see where they go with this. I think he and Fiona are a great marriage artistically, and um, I, you know I don't want to belabor the point. We we sung its praises all night, but I just I think it's one of those books that deserves the credit it's getting. It it's that good. It's well written. It looks beautiful. It's well paced. It comes out. I I just, I don't know. I just think it's, 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 like I said, it's comics perfection for me. And I, I I hope it's, I hope we get to enjoy a long run on this. You know, I hope it's, it's many years that we're talking about this book. So that's my choice.
0: Yeah. Had my choice not been published, I would be saying Popeye because Popeye is that good. But I can't front the most unique, compelling. Uh Just a whirlwind ride, a, a universe unto itself that I want to revisit time and time and time and time and time, and time again. I gotta say, saga. Respect. Yeah. Respect.
3: <laughs> and power. oh boy, um, man, I don't know. Um, um, could this be? I've been, could, could, I've been, I've been laboring over this one. <laughs> um. <sighs> I want to say it's saga, 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 Saga. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and it is. Um, but I've only had one other person that is not a regular work fan come up to me and say, I got this person saying it's amazing. And it, it, when you... When you break those walls and get out of out of the bubble that is comic fandom and are able to touch, um, you know, to touch on on other parts of uh, of culture, that says something to me. And there was a, a, an amazing achievement of a comic that that was produced this year, and it was no surprise because the guy does it every damn time he puts something out. And that was Building Stories by Chris Ware. Hmm. Hmm, True. There you go. True. So, um, and I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a snooty, it's a, it's a, it's it's kind of the, the comic snob pick for, for best comic of the year. But, you know, sometimes you're just like, yeah, it's really fucking good. It is. The guy's at TCJ are proud of you. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm proud of you too. too, (laughs) I I, I read about this book. It's an amazing book. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I just oh, want to I make love. it
3: people. Okay.
4: Yeah, because we could have had one category that did that, but you know, God forbid. <laughs> uh, it's uh, well, my, my my pick is Saga. It's, Yay! It's um, it, it's an absolute <laughs> blast. Cover to cover. There's um, I, I expect nothing. I don't know what to expect as each time, but it's just it's um, it really does leave. So many other books in the dust. It it really just I'm. It's it's a reason why I enjoy reading comic books so much. Yeah,
0: it's just right. one of those right. things
4: where it, it it it's a sight and no, nah, it really is one of those things where it's like th- this is what I was waiting for and and it's it's different than other things I read and I I love it for that and it's yeah. it's just it's a great book.
0: Every issue makes you feel like the first time you got some. Am I wrong?
4: Well, three of us
1: at least. Uh thirty three went to uh saga. So um, you know, uh, I gotta say, you know, just just it was the year of saga, you know, what can you say?
0: Yep, it was.
1: And that's all she wrote.
0: Exactly. That's it.
1: Another Man. year bites the dust, dudes. Yeah.
0: Thank you for being here with us through
4: this. Oh, you know, real quick, I know we got to go. I want to give a huge shout out, a big thank you to Mr. Jefferson Workman, who, for the past few days on Facebook, on the 11 o'clock group page, he has been just two words it's coming, dot, dot, dot. And every time he posts, it's a cover of another comic book. With its 250th issue.
0: Oh, look at him! He's a crafty uh, little bastard, isn't oh, he?
4: That's what it was. I like love Jefferson.
0: Uh,
3: yeah, thank you for Kept being. Facebook updates, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks for and being. You know it, it, it,
3: and and as much as Chris he was,
1: he was <laughs> you know, was when he said that we were his favorite cast of characters. I mean. You know, thanks again to you guys for another great year and uh and, yeah. and thanks to the listeners, dude. I mean, because 'cause let's be honest, I mean again we said this time and time again we would do this show and we started the show without any expectations of anyone really caring to listen to us. But the fact is we have a lot of listeners and it's humbling and uh and, and the fact that like they're as excited about us doing this two hundred and fifty times as we are is uh is 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 pretty neat. So
0: it is. He's right. Yeah. You know what else and is pretty neat? Because
3: it's going to be a party. Oh, yeah, boy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Holiday
0: room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clark. The, uh, <laughs> the fact that you can get your comics and collectibles at huge Wumba discounts through DCBS is really neat, too. DCBService.com. 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books and stuff wrapped up all nice mm-hmm. and secure and shipped right to your damn door. Yes, no doubt. And um, knowing your travels, in your travels, join us next week because yes. we have a surprise for you. There will not be. Uh, well, there may be a live tweet. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. But next week right. we've got a surprise. So join us here next week. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And as usual, we love you so
5: much.
1: We do love That's you. That's right. You can listen. See to y'all. Us Thanks sure. again.
0: Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Read the saga. A, Call me. A letter-writing campaign to IDW to save Popeye. Do it. <laughs> you should go to everybody's house and say that oh, it's not going anywhere no well the book is done as of issue number 12 so hey everybody up. get out of here go it's late it's out go right. eat something go, right. go to in stock trades and you can
1: buy collected editions and a lot of the stuff that we voted for
0: yes and tell them we sent you so we can
5: I don't know, get it seem like we're getting something I don't
0: know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: bye 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 The guitars of August are silent, the football jamboree passes in the night, Indian summer comes and goes, and it's banjo burning time, down in Dixie. We are dinosaurs from the past, thank you very much ladies and germs, now the band is going to play a little number you're not going to like. Old papa can't fly his kite no more Cause mama won't give him no tail Oh, no, it ain't but a little bit, stir it up The whole world is a lie about a spoonful the thing that followed me here from Texas is standing at the door and the hook man whispers in the unknown tongue as once again the dreaded predator swings through the trees of my paranoia and out across catfish bottom out where the bullfrog gets his water The goat boy dances in the mist, just over the next gruesome dawn, and out on what forgotten morning... This might not be the real thing But it's a damn good imitation Step right up, step right up They're real, they're alive It's Lonnie and Donnie Under the big top talk to them and they talk back they're real, they're alive Lonnie and Donnie Billy Joe Montana from Butte, Montana he rides the walls of death